Hey, this is Trevor Sternad. Brian Ish back from the Black Dahlia murder. You're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. What the fuck is up and welcome to the Phantasm Podcast. I'm Corey Gorkreis with me, Dr. Vincent West. How we doing, man? We're doing awesome. Uh, amazing episode we have for you guys today. We have Trevor and Brian of the Black Dahlia Murder on the show. Uh, the doctor caught up with them on the recent summer slaughter stint. Uh, also caught up with uh, Paul Ryan, a repeat offender, who we'll also hear on a future episode. Uh, yep. Part two of Paul Ryan, uh, promoting Origins' new record. Uh, Black Dye Murder has got uh, Nightbringers coming out via Metal Blade Records. October 6th. But the film we got, it's an interesting one here. We'll actually put the... No, well, I'm going to ask you, because you, you actually picked it out. So I'm going to... Um, <clears throat> we've got from... Shout Factory Body Bags Two Masters of Horror John Carpenter Director of Halloween The Fog Christine And Memoirs of an Invisible Man And Toby Hooper Director of Poltergeist And Texas Chainsaw Massacre Together They bring you a frightening new tale Of horror here we are. Body bag. Where in the hell did this hat come from? Nightmares of monstrous evil. He kind of what? You see? I have his eye, you know. John Carpenter takes you on a terrifying journey. I have to finish digging your grave. Into the darkness of the human soul. What's happening to me? Robert Carradine, Mark Hamill, Deborah Harry, Stacey Keach, David Norton, David Warner, Twiggy, Sheena Easton, featuring cameos by top horror film directors, Wes Craven of Nightmare on Elm Street, Sam Raimi of Evil Dead, Roger Corman of The Little Shop of Horrors, John Carpenter, and Toby Hooper. Nineteen ninety three. Intro for John Carpenter here. I call him the Abiding Department. I love John Carpenter on this. Well, back to work. That makes me sick to my stomach that he's drinking from aldehyde. This is just like a wacky. It's a wacky version of Creep Show, like even wackier. <clears throat> and of course, you got two horror greats. Ooh, that's nice flesh flesh peel already. Um, you know, in Creep Show, you have Stephen King and George A. Romero. Well, in this fantasy team up, you have John Carpenter and Toby Hooper, the late and great. Which this is actually the first thing we've done since 
Toby's passing, I believe. Um, which is very... It is, it is. Another huge blow to horror. Uh, so this is only fitting that we do this one. Of course, we reviewed uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre on here. That was the Brett Hoffman episode. And we also did... <coughs> We also did the fun house. And I think the Weird, I didn't realize this this first uh, thing is set in Haddonfield. Yep. And the main actor here is the guy from uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Yep. Uh, who does a lot of Body Bags was supposed to be Showtime's answer to HBO's Tales from the Crypt. Which it was, a Showtime Presents thing, but it only did this one yep. movie. It was, it was the pilot, and, it, yeah. and then it tanked. <clears throat> Even though this is really cool, I think. I, it is. They're starting to come back. I mentioned in our previous episode that... Uh, Horror anthologies? Uh, yeah, Greg Nicotero's doing something. It's on AMC, which is shitty. I wish they would have it on HBO or Showtime, but... Yeah, it is gay. Uh, AMC's gay, but, but whatever, <laughs> he made all his millions there. So. But, you know, or even Stars. Stars has uh, Astro Evil Dead now. I think Stars would be a good contender for it, but maybe they try to pass it to other <clears> things <throat> like that, and AMC's what bought it. I mean, I don't know. AMC's got so much damn money, so... Um, that's That's weird. That guy is also... The dad in this weird Disney movie I like called Max Keeble's Big Move. I know that movie. Yeah, he's the dad in it. It's a good movie. Dresses up as the fucking uh, frog and shit. But he's the main nerd in Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, but I th- that's probably why they did that because he's like a nerdy dad and he has a job where he's like a mascot. Here's a weird movie that this guy's in. <clears throat> I want to reach out to everybody here. Channing Tatum is a huge actor. Yeah, he he did a movie with the, the gentleman right there. And it was called Supercross. It was a motocross movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's uh, Robert Carradine. Yeah, Robert Carradine. And guess guess who else is in that movie? <clears throat> our our main actor from uh, from uh, Grand is also in in uh, Supercross. Sweet Lou. No, not Sweet Lou. The the you know the main dude. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Matt uh, Vogel. Yeah, I love Matt Vogel. He's Matt Vogel was race too. Yeah. yeah, Matt Vogel was also in. Uh, He's the one that's in like, his um, Poseidon, are, which I really like. His with parents are in like Clown College. That one. No, yeah. no, 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 no. He's the blonde one, the pretty oh, boy one. Yeah. The the main dude, the main guy. Then what the movie's about, the main. Yeah. But anyway, <clears throat> love that movie Grind. <clears throat> I just really like it. I wish it was on Blu-ray. But anyway. Yeah, make it happen. Um. I've got a long list of albums tonight. So yeah, we'll do movies. Uh, you know, this came out in 1993. Uh, this is a great movie list. Great, great year for horror. Can I go well. ahead and tell you my favorite film before you start the list, just to prove to everybody my favorite film from 1993? You say Schindler's List. We are. Uh, I'm pressing stop, and we're not recording. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've never seen that movie. It's Sorry. awful. Sorry. It's awful. I'm Eric sure it Bana's in it. He's great. Eric uh, Ralph Fiennes is in it. He's great in it. Watching it as a Jew is like what Christians watch Passion of the Christ. I know, and it's, it's I can't believe Spielberg made that, but whatever. Awful. Um, He's yeah, like, I was there, and you know, this happened. It's like, no, you weren't. No, you weren't. You were making jaws, drinking, smoking weed. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I want you to double check me on this. My favorite film from 1993. I actually have two. By the way, I have two. I got to tell you something later. We'll do it on the podcast, of course. It's not like a disclosed thing. Uh, 
But yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. I'll talk. It's a Spielberg thing that's hilarious. Okay. Well, oh, his gay movie that's coming out? Yeah, I wouldn't want my butt with it. No, it's uh, when I interviewed PJ Souls <laughs> at Days of the Dead, she had a lot to say about Steven Spielberg, and it was really funny. Nothing bad, but just the meeting nice. him. You know, cause <laughs> she auditioned to be uh, Princess Leia, so she met... Um, you know Brian De Palma before you know when she did uh, Carrie, and then George Lucas, and she said she you know met Spielberg as well, doing all that, and it was pretty funny. What, he had, what she had to say about him it was funny. Uh, but anyway, okay, two favorite, favorite movies. Movie, uh, There's oh, two. two. I've got two. One's a horror. One's a non-horror. And I want can't, you to double check me on these. Can't name the horror. Why can't I name the horror? Want to do the horror? Okay, we'll do. The- I just want to no. I just want to name my favorite horror movie from that year. Okay. It's my favorite one, and it's one of your favorite too. Is Phantasm Three, Lord of the Dead? Mm-hmm. And then is that, uh, that's not ninety three. It is. It is ninety three. Double check me. Uh, it's ninety four. It was on VHS in ninety three, and it had screenings in ninety three. So that's a ninety three, ninety four one. That's technical, but we'll say it's ninety three. Well, no, no. If we're gonna, if you want to go technical, because this is technically a ninety-two, but it came out in ninety-three, then I'll then I'll say Army of Darkness. Okay, is that fair? All right, and here's my other one: Hard Target. Well, that's not Van- ninety-three either. Yes, it is. Army of Darkness. Yes, it is. In the in the UK, it was ninety-two or ninety-three. No, in the US, it was ninety-three. I saw it in the theater. I worked at a theater. It's ninety-two. Ninety three. Hold on a minute. It came out February nineteen ninety three in the US. It was out in But that doesn't matter it, it I'm talking about when I showed it in the theater. That's a, that movie is ninety three. Okay. If you even grab your blu ray right now, say ninety three on it. It didn't say ninety two. Yeah, it was out for a year and then we got it ninety three. Well, we live in America, so yeah. I mean I'm cat Canadian, we could do whatever, so it's Army of Darkness. See if Hard Target was not released in nineteen ninety three. The Van Damme movie. Uh Ninety-three. Yep. There's my two movies, kids. I didn't mean to interrupt your movie thing. I just wanted to throw my two out there. By the way, if you want to laugh at that movie, go watch it. It's a goddamn John Woo movie. It's nasty. Yeah, it is nasty. All right, we're gonna go right off. And here. if they had done an X Men movie back, this is my last nerd comment. If they had made an X Men movie when he was young, he would have been a perfect gambit. But anyway, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. <clears throat> All right, so we got. We're gonna do how we always do it. Uh, movies in '93. We're gonna start with regular movies. All genres, and then we'll save the horror for the second half. So, uh, we got Coneheads. We'll start with that one, 1993. Never seen that movie. It's it's weird, but it's Dan Aykroyd. It's funny. It's a, no, I want to see it. I just it's one of those I've SNL never seen. It. It's, it's weird. It's, I oh, I know what it is. I just I've never seen it. Uh, Rookie of the Year. Uh, Wayne's World Two. Love that movie. Phantasm Two. <laughs> Phantasm Podcast. Too. Right. Uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm. It's crazy. It's that old. It you is. Know, I had that on VHS. I got it on Blu-ray, and now it's on Blu-ray, so you can pick up uh, Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. So, uh, Warner Archive thing you've got to get through Amazon. Right next to that is another movie I had on VHS, which I believe I also saw in the theater when I was three. Was Cool Runnings? Great movie. It's a is Aladdin bobsled movie. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, Are you sure? Probably my favorite Michael Douglas movie, Falling Down. Great movie. Never seen it. Uh, In the Line of Fire with Clint Eastwood. That's one where he's got a yeah the president gets shot or whatever. Uh, the Secret Garden. Uh, Homeward Bound, which is a, a 
cry fest near the end. It's not good. It's really good, but it's also not. It's just a tearjerker. Uh, cliffhanger. Movie rules with Sylvester Stallone. Uh, Rudy. And Michael Rooker. Yep. Uh, Dennis the Menace. Love that movie. Christopher Lloyd is in it. Um, he plays like a fucking train hopping, like fucking... Yeah, it's great. If you're talking about the first one, I love that. It's It's on Hulu right now. Yeah, really. Yes. Uh, Love that movie. I got pissed drunk and watched it. That movie is directed by Nick Castle. Sure. Yeah. He did The Last Starfighter, too, which I love. Which is weird because the star of Last Starfighter was also in Halloween 2. Yeah. He's one of the medics. Dennis Samas, directed by Nick fucking Castle, which is Michael Myers. It's it's a great kids movie, but it's also very dark, and Walter Matthau's hilarious in it, and Christopher Lloyd's really funny in it too. Good stuff. And I always say, uh, Apple. I say that all the <laughs> time. Uh, Demolition Man, Stallone and Snipes. Can't deal with it. You don't like it? No. And I love both of them, and I can't deal with that movie. Yens, however, wheelchair fucker to everybody out there, loves that movie, and actually made a big deal about picking it up on Blu-ray. I just throw in my two cents in it. I thought it was weird. I, go I hate that song that's saying, I'm a demolition man. <laughs> I'd go that redone police song by Sting. I'd Look. go over the top over that one. Oh, that's a great movie. And there's only. Which is playing as we speak on El Ray nice. Network. Um, True Romance. Great movie. Love it. Watch my True favorite Donald Tarantino yeah. involved thing. And he wrote it. It's that's amazing. what I'm saying. I have to get. And of course, the late. Uh, um, uh, Ridley Scott's brother that directed uh, Last Boy Scout. Uh, why can't I think of his name? Ridley Scott's brother that directed it. Tony Scott. Thank you. Sorry. Rest in peace, Tony. Tony took his life a few years ago, if y'all didn't know that. It's very sad. It is. He's a hell of a director. Um, Carlito's Way, Sean Penn and Pacino. It's a good movie. It's a classic movie until the Slipknot ruined it. Um, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. We got we got a live score update and Tom Brady is putting it up the butt. <clears throat> All right. Anyway, uh, Free Willy. Love that movie. I own it on Blu-ray. Everybody can make fun of me for that. I don't care. I love it. I had a weird thing with that movie where I would reenact weird parts of it. So you like it too? Loved it. I've got it on Blu-ray. You love borrow it. You can totally borrow it. It's on uh, Netflix right now too. Uh, but when I was a it's kid, the Phantasm Kids cast tonight. <laughs> there's a scene where they're all just like eating, and then something interrupts, and they like drop all their forks. And I used to do that at the dinner table, and my mom was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "It's Free Willy." I love that movie. It's weird. such a cool movie. It is great. Uh, Adam's Family Values, which is the Adam's Family sequel. <clears throat> I've been craving to watch that movie because they only have the first one on Netflix. And I don't know which one. What are we talking one? about? Adam's Family Values. It's the one where they go to summer. Those are on Blu-ray. Whatever. It's hysterical. That movie is really great, and it's got. Uh, one of the actors, I can't remember her name, but she's in Hatchet. Uh, she totally shows her tits and everything, which is crazy. When she was younger, in Adam's Family Values, she's like the adversary of Wednesday in that movie. I know you're talking about. And then in Hatchet, yeah. she's just like this slut. But it's she was cool. on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, that's kind of cool, though. Um, Philadelphia with Tom Hanks, Denzel Washington. Uh, the Sandlot. It's one of the best movies ever, I think. It's great. Um, classic movie. You grew up with that. That's more yeah, and it's baseball and all that. Yeah, Uh, dazed and confused. Can't deal with it. Don't like it. I will. I want to actually talk about that a second, just to prove my film war nerdness. Richard Linkletter, that directed that film, did a movie following that. 
it was it, if I'm not mistaken, it was his next film that he did, mm-hmm. and it was a movie called Before Sunrise, and it's a romantic comedy with. It's not even a comedy; it's more of like a romantic drama with Ethan Hawke. Huh. And I absolutely, I just want to tell you this right now, Criterion put that out on Blu-ray earlier this year. And I absolutely love that movie. Huh. I know that's weird, but I love that film. But what's it about it's, Days of It's him, well, it's way better than Days of Confused. It's, it's, uh. it's, it's literally one shot, the whole film, of just Ethan Hawke really in Europe as an American meeting a French girl, Julie Delphi, and they hang out. You spend the entire day. The entire film is their one date. It's weird. It's fucking awesome. That sounds cool. It's morbid because it, you know, obviously they don't end up together, and then it's just, it's just fucking. It rips my nuts off, but it's great. I love it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sorry, I went off another. No, that's good that. though. Uh, the Firm, with Tom Cruise. Love that movie. It's good. It's classic. Love it. Uh, Sleepless in Seattle. Which Can't deal I with was, it. I was my. Dick was smashed into the dirt watching that goddamn movie because my mom and her her friend would watch that all the time and every time it came on that and Bridges of Madison County it's like are we having like a fucking like a cancer awareness like (laughs) uh, marathon tonight like for like a week straight what's next Titanic and you're gonna watch Stepmom it's like you just want to like Turn your tear ducts inside out. I don't. I don't. Well, in it. reality, if I've movies never told the podcast this, I did. I am the moron that used to take women on dates to that Titanic film. God. Yeah. What a bad idea that was. My mom dragged me to that with her boyfriend. Like, not that it's '93, but we watched it the what? entire weekend. I was there every day for three days straight watching that at movie. that theater. Yes. And she cried in the same parts every single time. I was like, God, <coughs> the only part I like look forward to is the goddamn propeller scene. Where they're all like, <laughs> I laughed my balls off. I know, but scene. I didn't really want Billy Zane to die. Yeah, I thought he was just going to start shooting. Because he's balls. part like, of Thank the, God. <coughs> the easy way. <laughs> he's Demon Knight. Uh, no, Back to the Future 2 is what I was doing. Harrison Ford. Think of this the hard way or the easy way? The easy way. Th- <laughs> and they hit him. Yeah, Harrison uh, Ford, The Fugitive. Good movie. I love that movie. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, one of my favorites. It's great. Never seen it. You've never seen Mrs. Doubtfire? I've never seen that movie. God, that's hysterical. It's one of those, I had so much hype behind it, I was like, no, I'm good. It's Robin Williams. I know that sounds weird. And Pierce Brosnan. I know all about it. Well, no, it's one of Robin Williams' like only movies where he was like, when Jim Carrey used to be, where he can just do his own thing. That was like his only like free reign movie. Really? Because all his other ones are like, he gets to kind of be his. He gets to come out and be like, oh, oh, like once in a while. <laughs> but Mrs. Doubtfire, he's Robin Williams the whole movie. That's funny. I've never told you this, and I know you're a big fan of Robin Williams. I, I, I can't say that I was, but I will tell you what I do love, and I do watch it regularly on Hulu. Now, this ought to be an ad for Hulu tonight, but anyway. But <laughs> um, I loved him on Mork and Mindy. Yeah, that was, and they great. used to do Mork from Mork and Mindy. His character, they would do crossovers on Happy Days, where he went back in time yeah. to the fifties and would hang out with them. And yeah, shit. it's funny. It's just, I don't know. that was a great show. That's where he got his stardom, obviously. Um, so and then it. one more thing, just a uh, plug out there to wheelchair fucker. He had me watch that movie RV one night, and I was in tears pretty much. I thought it was actually pretty goddamn funny. That movie's good too. Mrs. Doubtfire, you'll like. I know you will. I'll have to watch it. That's funny. Um. Because you know the whole premise of it, he's uh, his his brother 
works on like uh, like at a mask shop or something. He makes like he's a special effects artist, basically. So his wife divorces him because he's just unpredictable and crazy and goes through like a million jobs and you know he loses custody of his kids and he can only see him once in a while so he becomes their nanny yeah he becomes their nanny and dresses up like an old lady and is him being in the suit he you know people catch him <coughs> it's just funny and uh See, Eddie, Eddie Murphy lost me doing comedy like that. I hated those movies where he was... Yeah, like, but it's not like that. That's like all of him, and they're like, like farting. Cool. It's like white American humor, even though he's a black comic. No, it was just bad. Not to say you can't appeal to both audiences. I'm just saying, like, he was no, strictly... He was strictly rubbing the fucking dickheads of, like, fat redneck white people doing those... Clunk movies. Agreed. It's just weird. Yeah, it's like yeah. And Norbit, it's the Doctor, same thing. Doctor Butthole or whatever. The same, the same thing in Norbit, which made like <clears throat> like $2 at the theater. It was like, I'm going to be a I fan. think Yens is the only person that owns Norbit. It's because like he fucks <clears throat> Norbit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, guess what? I'm going to be a fat fat black lady that farts. <clears throat> it's like, okay, yeah, Adam Sandler. Wheelchair <clears throat> fucker likes to fuck Norbit. But anyway. Adam Sandler's done a lot of shitty things but he's never dressed as a fat woman and farted but he's no. had fat women that farted we left that for the Medea films yeah uh, what else we got we got a few more here uh, one of the best movies in 93 one of my favorites Tombstone movie's awesome uh, it's a good movie all star cast <coughs> it's got a good story to it you know Wyatt Earp and all that it's shit. good Butch Cassidy it's still not my favorite western Kurt Russell but I do like it not my favorite western I'd say of the 90s stuff it's good great oh Ted, definitely um, of the 90s it is it kills. We got some good gore there she found a little slash throat in her car there um, my opinion the best action film last action hero of 93 not ever but your so mom was mom was hard target yours is last action hero. yeah love that movie great soundtrack it's got a good metal soundtrack to it um just got you got Talaker. That's got Megadeth though, which is awesome. It's uh, Megadeth. <clears throat> we got two movies that are Halloween favorites for all you you horror fans, and this is more appeals to my generation. You know, because I grew up with this stuff. Was uh, Hocus Pocus? Uh, Julia loves great. that movie. It's great. Loves I, it. I really like it. It's got you know, uh, Thor Birch is in it, and um, you know you got Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Horseface, and. Uh, <laughs> Kathy Najimy that does um, Sarah, Jessica Par- Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker is attractive in one film and she's good in this one film and I own this film it's the only film it's also my favorite Nicolas Cage movie Honeymoon in Vegas huh she looks good mm-hmm. in uh, Hocus Pocus as a witch oh I'm not saying she doesn't I'm just I've never seen that but movie, Kathy but. Najimy's the other witch she, she's the voice of uh, Peggy Hill and oh. King of the Hill which is crazy uh, Nightmare Before Christmas still to this day is fucking huge um, can't deal with it I love it uh, I grew up with it no you're good I would never have liked it it's it's one of those films for me I guess because it's always been there that it doesn't get old I can watch it every year and it's great the Christmas stuff I don't like that it's most of the film that's one thing I don't like about it is that when I watch on Halloween, I'm like, well, I guess I gotta watch this around Christmas more because it's mostly about <clears throat> people of Halloween selling out <clears throat> to make Christmas. Whatever. I have to do a scene from this real um, quick. 
No, we got two more here. We got Groundhog Day, which I watch every Groundhog Day. I like that movie. It's great. It's really good. I just want to ask you real quick, is this or is this not me? Is this from that honeymoon in Vegas? I'm telling you, it's the best thing he ever did. Is this or is this not me? Right here. Pat Morita's the cab driver. And then we'll let Corey watch the scene here. Is this not me? This can't be it. Tommy Corman lives here? Corman? I thought I said Orman. You know, Chief Orman. I didn't say Chief Orman. I said Tommy Corman. Loud and clear. Come on. I fly for two goddamn days. I haven't slept. I can barely walk. Mahaleo <laughs> wakaleo. <laughs> No, is it not me? Right here. This is the. There's two. Is it? I just. I've always thought his temperament is about where, where I am. It's the only thing Nicolas Cage is good at acting, and it's him being mad. Just hold like, on. This, this is the best. Hold on. This is the last part. I have to let you see this. Hold on. Is that Doctor West? This is Shaq. Just tell me if this is not me. Hold on. Just watch this right here. This is this part always cracks me up. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> we got one more I'm huge sorry. story. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the horror yet, but we got Anyway, one. that movie's 92, so I'm kind of close. Yeah, we got one big film left. Uh, the movie's 93, Jurassic Park. Great movie. Good shit. <laughs> Probably Spielberg's last good film. Yeah, and then he died in Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, no, 93 for horror was great. You mentioned, you know, Army of Darkness, of course. Leading the pack on that one, uh, but I'll name some other ones. We've got Psycho Cop Returns, uh, Maniac Cop 3, Badge of Silence. We've got Matinee with John Goodman. I love it's a Joe Dante. Movie, I love it? that film. Yeah, and Arrow, Dante, yeah. Arrow. If you guys, if we have any fans listening to this, in I think we do. I'm told that that's where our most of our audience is. Our fans in Europe, you can go purchase uh, matinee from Arrow oh, Home man. Video. Arrow put a pimp ass version of that out. I need to get that. Yeah, I'd like to have it. Uh, Dark Waters. Never seen that. Let's see. Uh. Amityville, a new generation. Don't know what that is. Uh, Witchboard 2, The Devil's Doorway. Julia loves that movie. I've never seen it. It's uh, not bad. Let's see. 
all of one that we will that. end up doing on here eventually, which the doctor and I have just simply watched, but we need to give it to somebody. It's Return of the Living Dead Three uh, for Vestron. It looks beautiful. One of my favorite zombie films of all time. There's David Naughton right there on the screen. If you guys are following along on Body Bags, um, he is also a future guest on the show. I spoke with him at Days of the Dead in Louisville. He's a he's watching dude. I, uh, I already lost his fucking name. I can't think of it. Uh, Carradine something. Yeah, David Carradine. It's not David Carradine. Robert Carradine. Robert Carradine. Robert Carradine. Um, Just say dude from uh, Revenge of the Nerds. That's Carpenter again. We'll head back to him for a second. (coughs) Well, in real life, Carpenter does look like the Crypt Keeper, so. (laughs) Look at all that gore. You should have had a lobotomy. His character in this is great. Like I want to we'll show character to do the doctor and the doctor, <laughs> doctor versus doctor. Yeah. It should be mentioned too while we're talking while we're watching this. Is I'm pretty sure Toby Hooper had a pretty big deal to do with this with him. This was like their collaboration. Yeah, he does the last film in this. But I mean, I think he collaborated with him on like that character that he's I doing. I think the Mark Hamill thing he did the because John's never other than the thing is never really known for gore. Yeah, and this one's pretty pretty up there. Uh, Love Stacy Keach. He was on a show in the '80s. If you are uh, interested in my childhood and my bowl cut, like I've mentioned before, it's <laughs> a shout out there to Jason for talking about my bowl cut in the fog episode. Anyway, um, there's David Warner, yeah, who I fucking love. Time was, after time, who was in the thing? Fucking Star Trek. No, David Warner's not in that. Is he not in that? No. What? He's in a shitload of Star Trek stuff, but he plays Jack the Ripper in Time After Time with Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. If you, if I had been with you when you met Malcolm McDowell, I'd been handing him that Time After Time Blu-ray because I love that movie. Anyway, Stacey Keach was on a show called Mike Hammer. It was a detective show that my mom watched religiously, and I really like it. It's cool, and it doesn't exist. But anyway, Stacey Keach is a cool dude. Plus, most of you would probably know him from Up in Smokes. He was Sergeant Stadinko. Yep. And he turns into a lizard in uh, Cheech and Chong's Nice Dreams. <laughs> yes, I was a pothead. Anyway, at one time. Um, what else we got? We got Warlock the Armageddon, 93. I like that movie. A lot of people it's, are going to be overly critical of it. Yeah, I like it. It's good. Uh, the Dark Half. One of my favorite Romero films. Yeah, it's good. And then... And it's Stephen King, too. It's yeah, Stephen King and George. You can so. throw Kronos in there for good measure. Yeah. And the last two here. Wait, what? Kronos. Isn't that Guillermo del Toro? 
Never seen it. And we got Leprechaun. Love it. And the final one, Jason Goes to Hell. Love it. Now that I've watched enough... Oh, yeah, I got one more, and uh, this goes out to Bill from The Crab of Birth. This is what he's getting, Puppet Master 4. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you're getting, Puppet Master 4. No, Hatchet 2, made by a hipster for a hipster. Directed by Jeff Burr, that guy that directed (laughs) fucking Leatherface. (laughs) Jeff, he, I'll tell you what Jeff Burr did that's good, though. Stepfather 2. Well, he did. He did Dark Knight of the Scarecrow too. Also, he did fucking Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Did he not? Mm -hmm. I love that movie. I think so. Yeah. Maybe not. Somebody's going to get that movie. That is something. Yeah, he did Night of the Scarecrow. Yeah. No, he didn't do Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Dark Knight of the Scarecrow is one of my favorite horror movies. No, Night of the Scarecrow is a. (laughs) Yeah, it's a turd. It's a it's a movie we're going to give to somebody. Yeah, we'll give that to Bill. Decrepit birth. Steven Root's in it too. What the fuck? Um, who's ready for some metal albums from '93? Let's do the metal albums. Well, we're going to start right off the bat. We're going to start strong, kids, and we're going to go right to me checking the score of that game. See, for those of you that don't fuck that don't understand the joke. Uh, Puppet Master 4, anybody that we interview who's a butt, we're not going to be mad or, you know, complain about it. Maybe we'll a little bit, but the main thing is when we put the, we're either just going to put the interview up raw or you're going to get a Charles Band movie. So. Cool. Called the Charles Band Treatment. Okay, here's Later. here's some albums from 1993. That doesn't include the first Puppet Master. It's and, I'm, and, and you're all going to be like, well, he didn't mention this, he didn't mention that. I'm only mentioning stuff I listened to. So that's all that I'm mentioning. It's a disclosed list. It is. I'm only mentioning stuff that I want to mention. Um, Accept. Objection overruled. Angra. Angels cry. Power metal band from uh, Brazil. Great. Uh, um, and Iron Maiden. A real live one. It's their uh, first of their... Uh, there's a real live one and a real dead one, which came out... By They both came out in 93. It was the uh, newer material than the old material. The reason I'm mentioning that, that is my favorite tour. I saw them on that tour. That is the Fear of the Dark tour. Fear of the Dark is my favorite Iron Maiden album, and I'll stand by it till I'm dead. I love that album. Um, Judas Priest Metalworks, great compilation, 7393. It's amazing. Dio Strange Highways. Um, Bullet Boy Zaza. Hair Band that was very heavily influenced by Van Halen. I love that band. Thought I'd throw that a mention there. Uh, Guns N' Roses, The Spaghetti Incident, their covers record. I love it. Um, Testament, Return to the Apocalyptic City. That's an interesting record because everybody that plays on that live EP never did a record with them until later. But anyway, uh, if we have any Tool fans out there, uh, Green Jelly, the their stupid CD that everybody bought for some reason. Winger's Pull, uh, Danzig's Thrall, Demon Sweat Live, Living Color Stain. The reason I'm mentioning this, I was in a band called Stain with my friend Eric and when that album came out. We were like a Faith No More ripoff or something. It was weird. Anyway, I don't know why I did that. I, and I'll never release any of that stuff. So anyway, it's <laughs> like that, that guy um, on the screen's like, Stain. Yeah, like, it's, just, <laughs> it's weird. Um, necrophobic, The Nocturnal Silence, Annihilator, Set the World on Fire, Sabotage, Ezra Thorns, Motorhead, Bastards, Fight, War of War, Words. That's uh, Rob Halford's uh, first band when he left... Uh, 
when he left Judas Priest. Uh, Melvin's Houdini. Um, Paradise Lost Icon, which is my favorite album by that band. Metal Church Hanging in the Balance, which is a great album. Merciful Fate in the Shadows. Scorpions Face the Heat. It's a turd, but I like the Scorpions. Cathedral, The Eternal Mirror. Neurosis, Enemy of the Sun, which is my favorite Neurosis album other than that Through Silver and Blood. Uh, Dark Tranquility, Skydance of Chaos. Uh, together. Uh, Voivod, The Outer Limits. There you go, Jens. There's your shitty band. Uh, Typo Negative, Bloody Kisses. I know it's kind of whatever. I love That's that. Great I love that. Love great it. Uh, Entombed, Wolverine Blues for the Hipsters. Uh, Anthrax, Sound of White Noise. My favorite John Bush Anthrax record. And uh, Sepulterer, Chaos AD. But we're just, I just discovered something doing this tonight. Uh, those are just the metal records. Now we're going to do the death metal records. They own 93. 93 was death metal. So here we go, kids. This is the uh, death metal. Well, once I find it, and once I check the uh, score in the game, because it's about to give me a heart attack because it's going back and forth. It's 28-27 Chiefs. Hmm. Fourth quarter, 10 minutes, 28 seconds left. Yeah, not Fuck the Chiefs, the Queefs. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's see here what we got. Uh, there we go. Okay. And now we will do the death metal albums, which I will now start doing every time. Obviously, in some of these movies we do, we're not going to have death metal albums from 75 or 85. So I guess I don't think I've ever really missed the thing. So we've got some good ones, kids. And I'm just going to start right off the bat. Um, We've got uh, Morgoth, Odium. I never liked Morgoth, but I'll mention it. Um, My Dying Bride, which is more goth metal stuff. Turn Loose the Swans is probably their most popular record. Uh, Gorgoth's The Erosion of Sanity. Um, Grave and Here I Die Satisfied I, I like that record Blasphemy Gods of War this one's for Corey uh, Amorphous Privilege of Evil I like Amorphous too yeah, that's old school cool. shit uh, Therion that's for Wheelchair Fucker Symphony of Masses um, Cancer The Sins of Mankind fuck yeah uh, Cryptopsy Ungentle Exhumation which I found that when I saw them this summer, they had it with them on tour. Hmm. That record's impossible to find. Cryptopsy, Ungentle, Exhumation. Uh, Benediction, which I believe is a Christian death metal band. Nope. Okay, they're not? Nope, that's just, Mortification. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Transcend the Rubicon. Oh yeah, that's a classic. Um, Sentence, North From Here, it's not death metal, but whatever. I missed it earlier. And, of course, this is a fun one. I want to mention this because this is something that I own that I'm quite proud of. And and I'll I'll get to it in a minute because I actually probably should wait to mention that one because that's actually kind of awesome that this is on here. Uh, Suffocation, Breeding the Spawn. Impaled Nazarene, Urga Karma. Uh, Beharit, Drawing Down the Moon. Necrophobic, The Nocturnal Silence again. Uh, Rotivore. Inquidious, I don't know what the hell that is. Burzum, ASCII, Brutality, Anguish, excuse me, Screams of Anguish, Unleashed, Across the Open Sea, Macabre, Sinister Slaughter. Nice. Um, Dismember, Indecent and Obscene. A classic. I, I have it on their vinyl. faces on it. Oh no, it's with someone's fucking back ripped off. That's even better. Yeah, it's disgusting. Uh, Corey's favorite band, Dissection, The Sumbarian. Pestilent Spheres. Uh, Atheist Elements. Awesome. Awesome record. 
And we're getting down to some of my top shit here. Uh, i got to mention this for people because a lot of people love this record. I don't. I think they're gay. Uh, Cynic Focus. <laughs> uh, speaking of gay, Entombed Wolverine Blues. You already said that one. Uh, another gay one, Carcass Heartwork. Uh, and now we're... Great one. I can't, I can't. I can't do that stuff anymore. But we're getting down to this is this to me is is what makes this this so special and I'm now I'm going to count this down here. All right, this is an EP, but it's I thought it was a very special EP and I'm I'm proud as fuck that I still own it. Cannibal Corpse, Hammer Smash Faced. Oh yeah, and it's just a cool little EP and it's impossible to get now. And I actually have it digitally on iTunes. I bought it for Christmas. I love it. One year. It's just cool. So I have all their records physically, but I have the EP digitally, but I still own it with money that I paid for. Beautiful. Okay, um, now we're getting down to the... These are are my last three. The Cannibal Corpse Hammer Smash Face was number four. These are my top three from that that year. Some people would say Heartwork should go in there. I'm not saying that. Because the stuff that I'm about to mention stomps that thing into the planet. Disincarnate, James Murphy's band, Dreams of the Carrion Con... Fuck it, that thing is so nasty. It's good to see you it, telling it, me recently. I saw I them and I absolutely again. fucking love that. Now there's a band that's using that name that shouldn't be using that name because yeah. they're not disincarnate. Disincarnate had James Murphy in it. Yeah. Um, number two is Death Individual Thought Patterns, one of my favorite death records, um, and just absolutely stomps just about everything else on that list. And of course, number one, and number one is the best-selling death metal album of all time, and that's Morbid Angels Covenant. Nothing atop it. Nope. Nothing. And that's that's my list. Nothing good. It's a nasty fucking record. It's the if you want a Doctor West soundtrack, just listen to Covenant. And yeah, it's great. That's it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I haven't done this in a while, so I'll do this real quick. <laughs> I had someone ask me recently if I would do it, so I will do it right now. You're gonna pull out the uh... adult films from '93. Yeah. So there should, there Mr. Skinless is here for you, and there should be some good ones here. Okay, got the adult films. Now as we're going into the the movie, uh, some nasty stuff with dude's hair here. He's got a very unsettling face, but you know he's cool and everything. I used to have this on DVD, this Body Bags. Did you? Yeah, Lionsgate put it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always thought it was weird that this ended up on Scream Factory because you figure they would Lionsgate would have put this in their vest run line, but I guess they didn't know they were going to do it at the well, time. Speaking of, there's some big announcements coming out for December um, coming from Scream Factory. We got Hell Knight that they're putting out. Everyone's been asking about it, including me, and it's finally coming out. It's awesome. Uh, but the biggest one, the bombshell that they put out, and we knew this was coming, but they put out the details today. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, the collector's edition, Scream Factory style. Packed with new features. It's got the original and the unrated cut, uh, both fully restored in 4K. And they got a like two new giant featurettes, like a making of, and they also have an interview with Lenny Quigley in there. Um... And there's also a Horrors Hollow Grounds in it, which I think is amazing. Um, for a fucking... For a Silent Night, Deadly Night, yeah. With Sean? 
It, it all it says is it's him. Go to the location. You know it's him. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a that's awesome. That's all awesome. for Silent Night Deadly Night, which threw me. I, I loved. I was like, dude, yes, this is that's perfect. awesome. And uh, happy. Hopefully, it is, Sean. I'm happy to. Well, see know, if you if you pre order it, you get it in November. You don't get it in December. You get it in November. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm probably gonna get it next week. <laughs> I, mean, it's I already just... had that Suspiria thing pre ordered too, um, which is uh, Synapse finally dropped the bomb on. on on uh, Suspiria, that's coming out in uh, December as well. I'm not going to do that one. You got to do it. At least get it to make money off of it. Come on. I've shot away from it. I, you know, it's one of those things where it's, I'm definitely not going to go see it at that thing. I have no interest in it. I'm going to go see it. I'm just not. I love that movie. I'm not spending twenty five dollars to see that movie. I'm just like, I just don't. I don't know. You know, Argento's. Just we mentioned this. What. It, well, it's, it's about not to be, but today is Dario Gento's birthday. I put it, it on the is. page. Yeah, it sure is. Happy birthday. And But yeah, I, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I, that's that's not my favorite movie he did. It's just not. I like Tenebrae, I, I like opera. And realistically... Deep great. I don't know, Suspiria is really good. It, it scared the shit out of me. It, it's... T- it's kind of it's really long. It's not that I don't like it. I just the two things that did that made the film good for me was Goblin soundtrack made the film really good, and the the direction is great. Like the actual um, visuals of it are really good. And um, you know, for it's for, not for, like a gore fest. It's not like for what is to be said crazy. about it though. It's sort of a it's sort of a film snob movie. I just don't kind of. Because, but at the time when it came out and everything, whatever that was hasn't been done, really. So it is one of those things where... Well, I got into an argument with a guy that was sitting there saying that, you know... I don't know, he was comparing it to other stuff in cinema that I like, and I was like, you know, I just, I never really... It's kind of its own thing. I never really... I never really... uh, now, dude's got long hair. This is how I got long hair. It's hair. I don't know. I never really. I never got it. Yeah. My friend that I grew up with, Peter, that I never talked to anymore. I've known since I was like six or seven years old. He was always really into that movie, and he. I remember when Anchor Bay put it out, and he bought like the limited thing that had the soundtrack and all that stuff. And I, I had just that too, and it got stolen. It's just one of those things where it was like I just never. You know what it is? It's it's no. Here's a good example of it. It's it's like, like, and and I'm going to shit on this movie too. Hang on. Well, me and you, I've only ever watched that movie by myself, and I've never enjoyed it with the company of other people. It's one of those weird movies. Like I, there's nothing wrong with you liking it. What I was going to say though, what what I compare it to is like Romero's Not the Living Dead. I hate that movie. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's a turd. And everybody thinks it's like this landmark achievement. I don't like that movie. Is it because of the zombies and when he did it? Sure. I just don't like the movie. I don't like the flow to it. I don't like the acting. I think it's garbage. No, it looks like it was shot in a toilet, too. Well, yeah, it was, kind of. Whereas, I mean, I'll give our look, Argento, for the, the soundtrack and the, the, the way it was shot and the, the shot angles and everything, it's brilliant. I get it. But it's not a horror movie to me. It's more of like an art film. Can you it see? It's kind of, yeah. It's not really a horror movie to me. But there is horror in it. I mean, it's... It is, but it's not. And most of his stuff's that way. 
This isn't just that movie. I'm talking about just his stuff in general. It's a director's thing. Well, no, uh, Tenebrae is nasty. That's a straight up slasher film. It is, and it's 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 very bloody. It's it's pretty, but it's it's college girls getting hacked up, and it's great. But the thing, that's his horror film. But the thing, what I'm saying though, like the stuff we like anyway. I just. I don't know. Suspiria, Everybody's trying to get me get it. I'm not dropping fifty bucks on that movie. Sus- I'm just not doing Suspiria it. Suspiria is more of like when it comes a, out in a cheap clamshell. Yeah, maybe they'll put it out like that. Just but I don't want the soundtrack. I don't want the. That's another thing. I'm not really into the Goblin stuff. I know that's that's another thing that a lot of horror fans are into. I hate the music for Dawn of the Dead. I think it sucks. I don't like the Dawn of the Dead. Stuff. I hate the music. For that. It's fan, goofy. Fan, 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 fan. It's just fucking dumb. That's goofy. I just yeah. don't like it. Um, and honestly, you know. this is going to sound really harsh coming from me. I've been waiting to do this on the podcast. It's probably going to knock you through the wall. But I hate to be the guy that does this on our podcast, but Toby Hooper was overrated. He did one good movie. Yeah. I'm that guy. Sorry. You did one good film. You know, you like You're, not John Car- You're not John Carpenter. It's it, not like that. I like Texas Chainsaw. That's it. Poltergeist and... Eh. That movie sucks. Law Force sucks. I don't like his movies. I really don't. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 sucks. I don't like that movie. It's a comedy. It's a horror comedy. <laughs> Quote you. Oh, the second one. Yeah. But he's not John Carpenter. I'm sorry. John Carpenter is my favorite fucking director. George Romero is not John Carpenter. There, there's nothing from George Romero or Toby Hooper that I'm like, oh, God, I've just got it. I don't own it because I don't care. Yeah. I like John. John scored his movies. He didn't have these Italian fruits in there <laughs> making this hipster music that these beard metal people listen to now. Everything about Argento uh, makes me want to vomit. And the fact that, that George was so tightly knit with that, that's not what I'm into, man. I'm into slashers. I'm not into watching an art film. If I want to watch an art film, I'll watch my David Lynch stuff. But I also don't pretend... Dave, David Lynch doesn't pretend he's a horror director either. Mm. To me, Argento sits too close on that fence where he doesn't know what he wants to do. Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing with George. Like that Arrow collection of that stuff George is putting out, that stuff is shit. Yeah. All those well, movies the Crazies suck. is good. That's about it. But I'm not buying I don't like that boxing. Movie. I don't like that movie. But I, you know, the only movie that George ever did that I really, that I really felt like, because Monkey Shines is too much, I can't deal with it. I like The Dark Half. I like Knight Riders. I like Dawn of the Dead. I like Day of the Dead. I can deal with Day of the Dead just for the gore in it. It's a weird movie and it flows weird, but I like the gore in it. It is good, yeah. But I don't think George is overrated. I think George has his place in the in the in the you know he made his own movie. Yeah, man, and, and well, he anything. was a he he was the zombie daddy, you know. Yeah. But Toby Hooper, other than Texas, buddy, you kind of honestly did he really have to make anything else? No, no but. It's one of those things where it's like made Hitchcock made Psycho, but he also made a bunch of other good pictures. I don't really feel that way about Toby Hooper. And I know people are probably like, you're an asshole, but it's like, I'm just being honest. I think a lot of his stuff is overrated shit. I don't even think it's overrated. It's just kind of like, it's there. He did a movie that I really like that doesn't exist. It's and like, it's, called, like it. it's called Spontaneous Combustion. Yeah. If I could get that on Blu-ray, and it's got Chucky in it, uh, Brad Dorff is is the main actor in that yeah. film. That's a great film. Um, but Life Force, I, I own it. I only have it just because it's out of print, and, and I bought it when it came out because it was a Screen Factory title, and I wanted the slipcase. Uh, I can't really deal with it. Um, Poltergeist, I don't like. Yeah, I like the uh, Salem's Lot. I don't like the sequels to Poltergeist. Were good. I don't know. I'm 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 we. Yeah, they are. They're great. But he didn't have nothing to do with those. Exactly. 
to my point. Um, I mean, I'm going to pull it up here. I just, I know that I sound like I'm being a fucking dickhead, but it's like, other than Texas, it's like, and I, and I think that movie's brilliant. I'm just kind of like, eh. I don't own your movies. You know what? I think too many people are impartial to everything. You know, or they're too partial to stuff, and they just don't want to. There's a lot of sheep. You know, people. There's a lot of sheep in horror too. It there is. really are that metal where everybody has to like every single thing, and it's not fair. It's people should have their own opinions about things. And I'm just like, oh my god, I gotta, I gotta praise Toby Hooper and his whole discography, you know, his whole filmography. It's like, no, there's okay, gotta we're be gonna, something. we're gonna do the whole thing right now. There's gonna be something. Now I just want you to be honest about yeah, this. There's okay? gonna be something that you don't like that he did. You can't just like everything. He directed this. Yeah. This this uh, short here because John Carpenter did two of them and Toby did one. I mean, it's got it's got him listed as directing this whole thing. Huh. Well, Carpenter did two of them, and he did. But I'm going to read you everything here. Okay, you ready? Yeah. And I'm going to tell you the ones I like and that I own. Eggshells, never seen it. The song is Love, never seen it. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, of course I own it. I love it. It's one of my favorite horror films. And for that, the man gets whatever the hell he wants. Eaten Alive, love that movie. I own it. Great horror movie. It's, it's uh, fucking Robert fantastic. Yeah. Fun House. Sold it. Don't really like it. It's, it's a maniac ripoff. Poltergeist. Don't own it. Never have owned it. Not a fan. Life Force. I own it simply because it's out of print and I need to rip off some fan. <laughs> uh, Invaders from Mars. Not a fan. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Not a fan. Spontaneous Combustion. It doesn't exist on Blu-ray. Not Terrors. Never seen it. Body bags, we're watching it. The Mangler, never seen it. The Apartment Complex, never seen it. Crocodile, never seen it. Toolbox Murders, never seen it. Mortuary, never seen it. Gin, never seen it. Television, Salem's Lot, it's okay. Amazing Stories episode, Equalizer episode, Freddy's Nightmare episode. Um, Hunted Lives, True Ghost Stories, never seen it. Tells from the Crypt episode. That's interesting. He crossed over from this and that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually before he did this. Um, wow. Now that's actually fucking cool and I never knew that. He directed... His only music video he ever did was Dancing With Myself for Billy Idol. Mm-hmm. That's actually fucking cool. I don't know, man. I just don't... I don't get it. I mean, his... You're, you're telling me his... I've had people tell me his filmography is better than John's. You're fucking high. You're fucking high. And I'm sorry, and I hate to pull the... You know, these guys are dead. Sorry, George. Your fucking film card don't touch John's. No. It don't. You didn't do Halloween. Neither one of you fucking did. Or The Fog. Nope. Or The Thing. Or Escape from New York. Escape from New York. No. They you did. didn't do any of that stuff. No. I'm sorry. It, it's... Christine John was very his, John was very consistent because incredibly consistent and his his and his stuff is shot so much better mm-hmm. it's professionally done yeah and well, I just he also had his, his film team he had Dean Cundy doing all the stuff and he still had though, the Hill. score and the it's he, like he had his posse that he worked with <coughs> on all these films including the actors and he did his own music so he really just knew what he was doing but now to be clear about this, I want to be very specific and clear about this. I'm not trashing Dario Argento. I'm not trashing uh, George Romero. I'm not trashing Toby Hooper. I'm just saying, to me personally, I know the man's dead and I hate that. And I love the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. But if you look at his catalog, it's not really that deep. Yeah. And to me, he's not done a good film since the 70s. So 
it's like it's not really that deep of a catalog. In fact, to speak of another dead horror genius, give me Wes Craven any day over Toby Hooper as oh, far yeah. as if you're going to give me his catalog. Because the guy did fucking Freddy and he, he did fucking eyes. Hills Have Eyes. That's it. And Last House on the Left. There, boom, done. Village of the Dam. No, that's John. Oh, that was John. That's John. Uh, Deadly Blessing. Great movie. TV movie. It's a great movie. It's like uh, Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. It's good. Um, but I'm not saying that I don't like Toby Hooper. I'm not saying I don't like Dario Argento. I'm just saying... In comparison. To me, and when you look at the catalog, John Dying is a really big deal. Yeah, that's it. It's a really big deal. He's the last horror master alive. Well, Cronenberg's still alive. I like Cronenberg. Yeah. And David, David to me, has a pretty deep catalog. Well, I consider Sean S. Cunningham a horror icon, too. Oh, if you're... Yeah, if we're going to get into that. And and people can say that that the Friday the 13th stuff is a knockoff and stuff. It's it's. Him and West. Sean's... Sean's, Him and West. Yeah, they're brilliant. And the, the... but he's he doesn't get any fucking credit. He doesn't. He doesn't at all. And he pretty much. But just but I would give Sasha. Sean just for Friday. That's what he's known for. Mm-hmm. I'll give him all the credit in the world. And it's the same thing for Toby. I love Toby just because he did Texas. Yeah. It has nothing to do with anything else. But I'm not one of these people. I'm not going to sit and lie to you, our listeners, or to Corey, my co-host. I'm not going to lie to anybody about you know how I feel about horror stuff. But but to me, Suspiria, it's just not something I ever understood. I never was like, you know, I get it, I guess, from an artistic standpoint. But as far as a horror-like staple, it's not to me. You know, it's, it's just, it just isn't. You know, give me Texas Chainsaw Massacre any day. Sure. Give me Dawn of the Dead any day over that film. I just don't, you know. But again, I think George... And let's just pretend Argento's dead. I think George still has a deeper catalog than Toby or Dario. Yeah. And in fact, I'm more of a fan... I would say, getting older, I'm more of a fan... Here's Mark Hamill on the screen. I'm more of a fan, I think, of John because... John's movie scared me to death as a kid. George's movies didn't scare me. Argento's movies didn't scare me. Toby's m- movie, Tex Chainsaw, that scared the hell out of me. Yeah. Eating Alive was scary to see as a kid. Mm-hmm. So, with Toby, I'm going to give Toby the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Eating Alive, and Funhouse all rotten in a row. But in the 80s, it's like he went off the beaten path. It's like Poltergeist. <laughs> Law Force, <laughs> Invaders from Mars. <laughs> I think a sci-fi got big in the eighties too. He was trying to get on the sci-fi train. Of but now I want I want to go because back to Toby a second. Spontaneous Combustion is one of my favorite movies. It's nineteen ninety. I used to rent it religiously, and uh, it had uh, Spontaneous Combustion is a nineteen ninety American science fiction horror film directed by Toby Hooper. It was written by Toby Hooper and Howard Goldberg, based on the story by Toby Hooper. Brad Dorf plays the role of Sam, who learns that his parents were part of an atomic bomb experiment. As an adult, Sam discovers he has the powers of pyrokinesis. He is able to control fire and electricity, but with terrible consequences to his body afterwards. 
Can you get any better than that? Chucky controlling fire and electricity? Yeah, that's cool shit. It is cool. <clears throat> if they ever put it out, I'll buy it. Toby, for Texas alone, you're an icon. I think Dario's an icon. I think George, of course, just for the zombie stuff alone, is an icon. But to me, none of those guys, even though John Carpenter wouldn't piss on me if I was on fire, I still think John has a deeper catalog. He was the most For me. For me. Not for you. I don't know what your deep catalog is, but for me, it's a deep-ass catalog. And well, I, no, because even, I'm even a huge fan like of death it. metal and stuff like that, there's bands that are just consistent and have never released a bad record, and then there's other bands that, you know, they got their good stuff, they made their stamp, but they've never really been consistent. Because consistency is a whole other art form, really. You know, you, with Argento, he's been consistent with his vision. Like, he's not going to make a science fiction movie. All his movies are pretty much the same. They're some kind of fucking art school. Does he even thing. still do movies? I don't know. You know the last movie. I'm gonna look him up. The last movie that I saw of his. Actually, I don't even have to look it up. I can just tell you what it is because I remember because I own it. I've got it on Blu-ray actually. Is it that Mother of Tears? <clears throat> Opera is the last thing I bought. That's not the last thing he did. No, but it's the last thing I bought. Okay. Mother of Tears might be the last thing. That was like a dimension thing, and it had HR. I want to have sex with her. <laughs> um, I do. I want to. I want her to carry my Canadian seed. Let's see for. Uh, and here we go. In, her, Ita- in her Italian whore womb. Oh, there's the glass. Anyway, eye. so there that came out. Um, <laughs> Argento has been consistent in a sense where you know what to expect from his films. They haven't really gone like off to where it's like you know Toby did some stuff where it's like what are you doing, man? As I've gotten older, though, Argento, I get it. Like whenever he makes a movie, it's I'm like, well, it's an Argento movie, and it's, it's not like weird that he did it. That's also not like a space movie or something. But you know, Suspiria's. Really well, let's talk about film. this a second. Which is a which is a bigger loss? Do you think, George or Toby, or Wes? That's a good question. Or Wes. For me. <clears throat> and this is me doing a lot of soul searching. I would say Wes. <clears throat> oh, it's Wes and George for me, I think. I think it's George because George really took not only... Independent filmmaking, yeah, too. Yeah, independent filmmaking to, to a whole new level. I mean, nobody was doing that. And also, I mean, the zombie thing, there wouldn't... No, he he, he doesn't get any so credit huge. for it. He so started huge. that. He really did. He started it. He started the cannibal zombie thing, <clears throat> you know, where they eat, your, Fuck, yeah. eat humans and stuff. Because before, but it got ruined. Songs. You know, it got ruined by a lot of people for me, and I never let. But I never let Dawn of the Dead get ruined for you me. You know, The Walking Dead's been around since the fucking Bible, but to, for them to be cannibalistic and uh, get shot in the head and all the stuff that we know is today—that's all George's. It is. It's all George's it's brilliant brainchild. And he was really good about about speaking about for, for minorities and, and and stuff like that too. Yeah, he put the the supporting black role that never happened before until guy got shot at the end of uh, Night of Living Dead. And, you know, the, the daughter killing mother, you know, killing her parents, and, you know, um, George broke a lot of barriers and stuff he wasn't scared, uh, you know, he wasn't afraid to do. And he was an indie filmmaker, and that's what made him stand out. The little budget he had and the huge vision he had pushed him forward, and I think Toby did the same thing, um, you know. Jesus. Um... 
But I think they were both visionaries, and it all depends on what you like as a horror fan. What's Maybe you're a huge Life Force fan, or you really like Poltergeist. I don't know. Uh, it all depends on what you were raised raised on, or whatever you grew up liking. I, for a loss, I think they all each had their own impacts, of <coughs> course. Like, you know, Toby was huge just for Texas, as you said. I mean, without Texas Chainsaw Massacre, slashers wouldn't have existed. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a huge blow. Well... They would have came in a different form, but as grueling and as... I mean, I, I mean you, you, you got to give it... It's really to Hitchcock, and then it's... Well... And his is... And you brought this up to me once, and I used to give... And I love Texas. I think Texas is its own experience, but... <clears throat> if you really think about it, I'm not really sure what role Texas has in what part of horror filmmaking, but you've got you've got Psycho, and then you've got Texas. Realistically, they're both based on true events, and, that's and then you've got really Halloween. Comes, yeah, that's where it really comes from, though. It's the whole Ed Gein thing. So, I mean, I want to give credit to anybody. Really, go back to where it came from. Ed Gein, the ghoul of Plainsfield, or whatever, the real guy, is why. Uh, Norman Bates exists, and it's why Leatherface exists. They're both essentially Ed Gein. So well, that's where all that's well, you know, from. it's but what's interesting though. But then Carpenter did his own thing with it because he basically stole from Psycho. Yeah. So and then and but kind of but to me the modern slasher you've got to go to Halloween. Sure. Because yeah. Friday the Thirteenth is nothing but a rip off of the first one. Yeah. Jason's its own entity, and I love Jason. You know I do. No, you're right. Um, but but I think what John did. Oh, some. Because if you ever watch a lot of stuff on it, he basically, and I'm sure you have, he just basically was like, I want to do what I think Psycho would be now. Oh, God. And I'll be honest with you. Some good eyeballs. If I, if, right like now. right now, I was by myself and the first Halloween's on, that's a scary fucking movie. You know what? I honestly, I love the Haddonfield setting of it. The hot, like, it's fucking scary. It feels shit. like Halloween, but you don't know what the fuck is going on. It's man. isolation. You don't know what's going on, and it, and the beautiful thing—that's where Rob Zombie fucked up—was he over-explained a character that should have never been explained. Yeah, and I guess Malcolm McDowell really needed a paycheck, or he wouldn't have done that turd. Well, here's the other but thing: is it's John Carpenter says it best. He said about that film, the remake, and all that. He's pretty pissed off about it, even though he. Let him do the film or whatever. He's like, do what that you will. That Cassad guy had control yeah. over it. John doesn't have control over yeah. this shit. But um, he said that John Car- uh, Mustafa Cod. Michael Myers is a force of nature. He's not a man. He's not a monster. He's not a kill. He's he's a force of nature. All he knows how to do is fucking kill people, and he has no reason for it. That's just what he wants to do. It's in the beginning of a film. Well, there's not, there shouldn't be an explanation for what he's doing. That's what makes it scarier. It's like, why is this happening? I don't know. And guess what? <clears throat> you don't fucking find out. He just kills people. <laughs> no. And then the second one starts, and it's like, he kills again. You're not supposed to know why. Jason, we had a, we had an origin story. He drowns in a lake. Now he wants to kill counselors that want to have sex and drink beer. We get it. That's fine, though. He's also a force of nature. He's there... To rid rid the world of wrongdoing, he's basically an antihero. Give me 
Halloween 3. Love it. Love that. Well, just hear me out a second. Give me Halloween 3 all day long over Wes Craven's screen pictures. Oh, there's no You know, contest. I mean, no give contest. it to me all day long over... Scream's also modern parodies is all that is. I know, and I was just kind of... That, that's the... that's the You know, that's the only thing Halloween that Wes... Three is the perfect. That's the only thing Wes did that I... Give me that new nightmare over that Scream stuff. I can't do the Scream stuff. Um, it's tween stuff before it, It's just... It's awful. Yeah, it's garbage. And I don't like it. I think it's dumb. It's like Cruel Intentions <clears throat> slashers. Um, it was yeah, MT- it's, it's crap. It's an MTV It slasher. is. It's, it's a fucking MTV foot long. But, but what I was, and that's fun if people like it, whatever. It's great, you know, whatever. But but, and I'm glad. I, he, I like, I'm glad he made a lot of money off of it. But I like Ghost. He reinvented himself, and he fucking made a lot of money. It's fun. But my point is, whoop. My point is about all <laughs> that, that though. If you really, if you really just stand back out of it, you know, I'll take, you know, Tommy Lee Wallace. Give me Halloween three. Over a majority of some of these people's catalog, except John. Mm-hmm. I just really like John's catalog. I've said it since we started this podcast. It's one of the reasons I want to do this podcast. And and there's a lot of people. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna like the thing. It's like, do you like anything else that he did? You know, I mean, the thing is a great movie. I like it. I've let hipsters ruin it for. I'm taking it back. Prince of Darkness. I'm doing like I'm doing it like uh, Randall does in fucking uh, Clerks too. I'm taking yeah. it back. I'm taking the thing back. The thing is my movie. They can fucking eat a dick. It's a great movie too. But. It is, but it's gory. It's nasty. It's always fun when we watch it. But the, but the, but the, the but thing, it's not his best film. No, 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 no. And I like Christine more than I like the thing. Oh, I do too. Love that. I do too. I love that. It's movie. perfect revenge film. It's relatable. The thing's not relatable because one, I would never go to fucking Antarctica for any reason. It's a science fiction picture too. Yeah. People like to say it's horror. It's sci-fi horror. Yeah. Really on the hills of Alien, so you'd really have to applaud it's Ridley Scott. Horror. You have to go to Ridley Scott to that. And to speak of Ridley Scott, a second, Ridley Scott dies. That's a big one for me. That's huge. Blade Runner is one of my top ten films ever it. made. I love it. And Alien, you know, goddamn, great movie. It's Crazy. amazing. It's my favorite. A lot of people like Aliens. I'm an Alien. No, alien is my favorite. Yeah, it's 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 the, the darkest one. It's got Tom Scare. Whenever great. whenever Ian Holm is like the. Android's name. That guy's crazy. In that it's movie. scary. That's actually scared the shit out of me. Yeah, and he's from the Shire. Yeah. He'll fuck you up. Hey, he's Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> he'll, he'll he starts like his head spinning, and he's oh, he has like milk. that that green goop coming out, and the milk coming out. He's like, it's that movie is that movie's scary on different levels. Like you they, know what? They pull you. They pull your strings. Through different points, just like the chest burst, where you're like, "Oh shit!" Then you see the eggs, and it's fucking exactly. gross. And, and, I, and it I, grosses you out. It's scary. That android, like, but I don't want to give. I don't want to give people the wrong idea. I own a large majority of any of the stuff that I've talked about, but for me, I just started thinking about this recently. As I get older, as you get older, when these when these horror people that I grew up to meet that I considered to be genius, John being my favorite. Sure. Um, and of course, my other favorite, and he's been dead for years, has been Surprise. Um, I'm not really feeling that anywhere in the world anymore. It's almost like it's dying. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's dying with the people that created it, you know. Because even, and this is where I want to, this is where I want to applaud Toby Hooper, George Romero, Wes Craven. Their worst movie is still probably better than half the crap that gets put out now. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, that. 
it follows. What a what a pile of dog shit that was. We and I want to I want to talk about this a second. Um, I love Kane Hodder. I love the stuff that he does. I'm happy to promote his stuff on this podcast. And out of respect for him, I won't mention what I'm talking about. But man, there's some there's some really bad there's some really bad films out there, and I I can't relate to them. They're, they feel like a uh, you know, and I didn't tell you this. I watched the first three Saw films. I don't like them. No, I don't hate them, and I get it. But to me. It's the same reason that I don't wear a hostel T-shirt is because it feels like torture porn. Well, you know what? It, well, that's what everyone calls it for some reason. You know what that is, though. The first saws three. You know what they remind me of. Even yeah. though I like them too, but what they remind me of? They remind me of like bad crime dramas. Yeah, it's well. That was the other thing. But was it's fast paced. Is they that like Star Lord? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I bought it. Where did you get that? From uh, Target, five bucks. I love it. I sent you the picture with me. When I know, but I didn't know you bought it. Yeah, that's sick. Dude. I was I like, it. "Fuck it, I'm buying it." No, it's amazing. I'm a Star Wars um, Sorry, I just started Star Wars mask. Anyway, but what what I was going to say though is beautiful. I love it. Um, I don't want people listening to think that I hate those directors because I don't. Oh, we've done their movies. I'm just, I'm well, just, you know. I'm just bringing up a point to me to think about. To me, I'm just kind of trying to mention who who I feel has a stronger catalog. Like, if I'm on a desert island, it's like, do you want Toby Hoover's catalog or do you want John Carpenter's catalog? Obviously, John Carpenter. I mean, I just I think most listeners would agree with that. I don't know if they would or not. A lot of people, a lot of people just oh, they're dead. It's the best. It's like, well, I see what you mean. In the moment, I mean, honestly, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. John has the most consistent, meaty catalog. He only really made a couple of bad movies his whole career. He did that. Like the last two things he did, whatever they were, it was like something. I'll make some people mad with this statement. <clears throat> this is this is towards Argento. For all the stuff he's done, to me, there's one film and one director that made an artsy, beautiful horror film. Nothing in his catalog, and this is this is this is where I have my axe to grind with Suspiria because I had someone recently tell me that's going to be attending that convention that the movie I'm about to bring up is shit compared to Suspiria. And I, when I tell you what this title is, it's probably going to blow your head off. Even though you love Suspiria and you dig it for its own thing, but the fact that he would even tell me this tells me that he doesn't know a goddamn thing about horror movies. I had someone tell me with a straight face that Suspiria is better than Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. <laughs> That's the dumbest, foolish thing you could ever tell me. Because I'm going to tell everybody listening, The Exorcist and The Shining are essential horror. If you don't like that, stop listening to me and you can go fuck yourself. Because you don't know anything about horror movies. You remember Psycho? You remember the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You remember The Exorcist. The Exorcist actually was before Texas. Yeah. So, Psycho, The Exorcist. Because to me, The Exorcist changed the, the whole ball game playing field. Oh, and yeah. then and then Toby did it again with Texas. And then, um, and it's Suspiria before The Shining, sure. But, you can even throw Jaws in there. Jaws is a better movie than yeah, Suspiria. Sure, sure. But, but, but it's one of those things where it's just like... The Shining, to me, is artistic horror at its best. 
it's also Stanley Kubrick, so you can shake your dick at him all you want, but it's I mean it's, it's fucking Kubrick. yeah, it's it's sick and he's not overrated kids. It's like the Beatles, it's essential. You no, know, it's another art movie that he did that was better than Suspiria. What's that? Clockwork Orange. Love Nasty. that movie. <laughs> that movie's you awesome. see some sick art. That movie's awesome. God. I was a film projectionist at a, at an art house theater and we got to show that you on think Friday. You know shit and you've never seen a Clockwork Orange. Have a good, have a good one. Good day. It's brutal. Because you know why? Because genius. Stanley Kubrick has a weird way of tapping into people's actual natural psychosis, and he brings it out on film, and it's beautiful, and that's real art. With Argento, here's Argento. Argento's like he's like a fireworks store. It's like you know, you pull over on the side of the road on your family trip. You're like, oh my god, fireworks! Bang, boom, so nice looking, you know. But then. You stop into a fucking rickety gas station, and that's, uh, you're lost in the middle of nowhere, and you're wondering how the fuck you're going to get back home. That's Stanley Kubrick. So there you go. Well, see, that's that's my whole thing, and I, and I, I think a lot of people, and I, I want to attack somebody else while I'm talking about this, it's the same thing I feel about Quentin Tarantino. I think he's overrated. Mm-hmm. I've never felt I realize a lot of people yourself included and that's fine I know a lot of people that do enjoy his pictures I don't and I think he's, he's he steals a lot from a lot well, of things I, I grew say, up watching hear me out on this I think within what Tarantino show like he shows where his influences come from to make his own vision and I get it because I can see what he tries to do and he does have his own kind of grit oh, he in does. his movies. He, he does. does have his own style. He does. But he really does. his style is too whitewashed with the shit that he likes too much. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you can tell that everything he does has to have a spaghetti western style, and then it has to have like a 60s soundtrack, and then it has to have 90s like cheeseball humor, like racist humor, <laughs> yeah. and then it's got to have Bruce Willis somewhere, and then it's got to have... Like ninja Japanese bullshit somewhere. Let's talk about that a second. I do not understand Kill Bill one or two. Like there, there's, there's, just don't get it. There's like Japanese bullshit in everyone's movies. I don't get it. You know where it is in Pulp Fiction? No. One, they're watching Japanese like weird TV shows in one of the scenes. And the other part of it, Bruce Willis chops up dude's dick with a with a katana. Yeah, Yeah. which is that's it. He's throwing in. He's like gotta throw in. Like he's just. His kung fu movie shit. It's what people do now. Where well, obviously he was a kung fu fan. He didn't like Bruce Bruce Lee, but that pisses me off. He has David Carradine, that pervert, in his fucking movie. It's movies. one of those things where if you're an aspiring filmmaker, yeah, I can see where all your influence is coming from. It's like, oh, I gotta make a, I gotta make like this crazy Rick Baker looking alien so I can do my throwback to the thing, and then it's like, oh, I gotta do the music for it, and I gotta have a synthesizer that my dad got me for college. And then it's like I don't know what you're talking about. And then about I gotta throw in a spaghetti western like looking people with the handlebar mustaches and the trench coats. And then it's like, what oh, you mean JJ you... Abrams Westworld? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, then it's <laughs> Then you know what all that looks like. I get it. I, I appreciate the ambition and some of it. It's, it's pulling me in. It's like, yeah, this looks cool. Like Hateful Eight. It's like the cast and all that. It's like, oh, this looks cool. And you know, Hateful Eight was an okay movie. Was it four hours long and I wanted to jerk off and go to bed? Yeah. But Kurt Russell and Samuel Jackson, that's what kept me in it. Because I, I, I like the actors. Sure. I'm in it for them. I'm not in it and I'm like, Tarantino, gotta fucking go. Well, I mean... It's, it's, it's more or less... 
I at this point with Terrence, I didn't like Hateful Eight. I like Django. Love Django. I thought See, that Hateful was a Eight. Movie. I watched once. I don't own it. I probably won't watch it again. I appreciate what he does, but I it's enjoy one of those it. things where it's like I still don't. But the only reason we appreciate it is because he pulls on our heartstrings stuff we already fucking like because that's what he's doing. He's making movies for him that he likes stuff from, and people like us that like spaghetti western shit and and you know all this other stuff like. He knows how to bring people in that like that shit because he likes it. But when you want to see something out of nothing that's different, you know, people like Wes Craven or um, George Romero and John Carpenter, they made shit out of nothing. Did they all make Stephen King movies? Yeah. But they also made it better than anybody could. I mean, look at everyone else that's making Stephen King movies. No, you don't talk about them, do you? No. You know. Well, and I want to I want to touch on that a second. He's another one. He's not getting any younger. I just I, I want people to because I I don't know how you feel about this. If John died today, I want to feel like I enjoyed his catalog, and I know I did. I can't name one thing. I you know you know. Whereas I'm just being honest about this. With a lot of these other directors I'm, we're talking about on here, it was pieces of their catalog I enjoyed, some more than others. Here's the other thing too, if you like, think like, about like, like, of the of the of, I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you. I mean, to me, Clive Barker dying is a bigger deal to me than George Romero dying, because I grew up on wow, that Hellraiser shit. Amazing. I mean, that's that Nightbreed's great and. You know, Rawhead Rex is a is a cult classic. But I mean, I'm, 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 I mean that that guy. I, I just want people to know this. It's uh, that's really special stuff to me because I it's, it, it's it still that. scares me to watch the first Hellraiser and uh, Mark Hamill is creepy in this movie. I don't know Mark Hamill with that mustache. I don't think I've ever seen him with a mustache before. It freaks me out. He's got that in the and he's film. also like. Corey, remember me from your childhood? I'm about to eat some pussy with my mustache. It's really gross. I don't want to see him with a shirt off. But anyway. Unless he's in a back to tank. But, <laughs> but this is so gross. I don't like this. But listen, but he's ruining here's... everything. He's like, hey, Corey, remember me? See, I love I'm him. I'm your favorite stuff. Jedi. <laughs> he's the Joker. See, oh. <laughs> Mark Hamill's fucking ass and balls. You did. You just saw his bag and balls. He's just. You saw the Jedi. I don't even bag. know what's going on. He's just like eating. Look, this there, God, I literally ah. just saw his bag. <laughs> Rewind for a bag freeze. Saw his fucking sarlacc pit right there. <laughs> God damn it. No, rewind. There is literally a bag shot. I know. I saw. Do it. it. No, really. He th- he th- no, I'm not watching. Dude, let me see the bag shot. <laughs> I want to scar you right now tonight. Why don't we watch it? There's, it's already happened. No, listen. There. No, go back. There is a straight bag shot. <laughs> you think I'm lying to you? I'm not. There is. A, I know. I saw it. What the hell happened to the bag shot? I've, I always forget how to fast forward and stop fast forwarding. You went through the whole goddamn episode. Yeah, I watched the entire movie just now. I don't know how to stop it. It doesn't fucking do anything. <laughs> see? Here, hold. Right, we're going back to the bag shot here. The Mark Hamill. The Mark Hamill. I want to see his. God damn it! What? What is this? I just ruined everything. I want to see. Corey, his, we're going to go back to the very first part of the movie. I want to see his Jedi sack. God damn it. <laughs> you can see his ball back. I don't think I've ever seen a ball sack in a movie. Well, out of all people, I have to see fucking one of my childhood heroes 
fucking. We're about to see his taint. Sack tapping. We're about to see his taint. <laughs> God damn it! It's the Hamel taint. <laughs> what people don't know is his taint actually looks like the Emperor's face. <laughs> it's like Ian McDermott's face. He's like, grab your balls and strike me down. So what happened? The thing crawled into his mouth, in his eye. Yeah, and then he starts thrusting this grandma here with his fucking bag. <laughs> so gross. Wait. He's like, strike me down with all your hatred. If you didn't know you had her. <laughs> Fill my vagina with your Jedi bag. <laughs> <laughs> you have to promise me you will do a straight bag shot. God damn it. I mean a real one. I don't want a butt shot. I want uh, there is a straight bag shot where his Jedi <laughs> Jedi do- nuts are hanging. <laughs> That's Doctor West uh, <laughs> Hobbit name <laughs> Vincent Bagshot. <laughs> you think I'm joking? You could see, it. dude. It's disturbing to see his. Nuts. No shit, and you're making me watch it again. I am. I want you to see his. He's, he's got his like worm a nuts. He's got like a rape eye that can see shit. It's fucking weird. Did you really just go through it? Don't do it, man. I don't want to see his ball sack. It's fucking funny. He's like, I'm going to strip down to my kids and show you my bag. He just looks weird. I don't like him wearing all sweats. It's fucking freaking me out. He's eating popcorn out of the He's like, Corey, I'm going to babysit you tonight and you're going to see my balls. <laughs> you're going to see daddy's lightsaber. I don't think you've passed it yet. Son of a bitch. No, I don't think you've passed it, have you? No, you haven't. Well. Yeah, it's right there. Okay, come on. I want to see his beans. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. No, there's a shot where you... (laughs) Don't do anything. We're going to watch this. Okay, play. We're going to watch this whole scene again. This is where Mark Hamill gets super rapey with the Force. (laughs) He becomes one with the Force. (laughs) With the Force entry. He's about to put it. He's about to <laughs> chow on her wretched cooter. And he Jedi mind tricks her. He's like, no means yes. She's like, God, go She's ahead. like, no means yes. I want. I'm gonna get you a shirt of just that right there. Ew. <laughs> yeah, fright racks and I put out. Where he's like, he's, he's getting a two piece. He's getting a real deal for five bucks. <laughs> hold on, ball there, back for five bucks. No, ball hold back on. There is a straight. It, um, this is disturbing. He's, isn't it? He starts like nailing her. That's fucking gross. Ah! <laughs> there's a shot of his Just bag. saw it. No, that's not it. There's you can a, actually see No, his... look, there's literally a shot of his hanging scrot here. <laughs> Just saw it. No, it's worse. Oh! <laughs> I think you can see some of his fucking shaft. Too. <laughs> his saber. <laughs> it was his beanbag. <laughs> oh. Use your cock, Luke. <laughs> Find your lack of hair disturbing. <laughs> I mean, that thing Use is the head, shape. Luke. <laughs> it's like the Nair will be with you always. <laughs> and later we have the Black Dahlia Scrotum on. <laughs> <laughs> that thing looked like a fucking sweet potato. <laughs> that he dropped in a fucking <laughs> mud hole. It just, looked, it just looked like a hard sack. Yeah. It was like, 
<laughs> it was full of fucking load. <laughs> it's full of force lightning. Isn't that weird? And then later he probably drained his bag after that scene. <laughs> and it sock. If you ever, we ever meet him at a con, I'll just start talking and be like, Corey and I were amazed in body bags about seeing your full sack. That's why the movie's <laughs> called Body Bags. <laughs> Here's a picture of just be called Bags with Mark Hamill. <laughs> John I mean, Carpenter it, presents bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, look at that. That's something special, John's done. He's ruined your childhood hero with the ball sack. What a great catalog, John. Thanks. He's like, hold on, we got to get a close up of his sack. Actually, this is the Hooper one, so Hooper ruined it. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thanks leave for it to show the, me. Mark leave it Hamill's to the Texas bag. guy. Yeah. He gave you Leatherface and Mark Hamill's bag. <laughs> Leatherface, leather, leather sack. <laughs> Yeah, I directed by Toby. <coughs> Bastard. Saw his, his fucking Jawa. No, but but I love Toby because of Texas. Some of his other stuff's cool. Like I said, I mean, I I dig it. I, I love eating alive. I love that movie. Movies. We need to actually do that one. That, that was fucking great. raunchy. Is that Arrow? Put that out. Yeah. yeah. But what I was gonna say is, you <coughs> know. That Blood Rage, I don't even know who directed that movie. Give me that movie any day over some movies. Well, you and I are more slasher guys and gore. Um, we are. Yeah. And it's it's hard to... You can't but really I'm asking you, I'm putting you on the hot seat right now. I never got to finish this. Just real quick. We'll do this in two seconds. Suspiria or The Shining for you? Which one is the it? Shining. Suspiria for me is more of a delicacy. It's like, I don't need it, but I like it. I like it a I got you. That makes sense. No, it makes total sense. Do I hold it at high regard? To the Italian stuff, yeah, but you know how I roll. Italian and American are two separate things to me. They really are. I don't comp- I don't put them both into the same window. You can't. No, they're you two can't. different. They're two completely different. And plus, the Italian filmmakers were inspired by the American filmmakers. You know, Fulci wouldn't have done some of his best movies without George Romero. And Argento wouldn't have done a lot of his movies probably without John or or Toby Hooper or Wes Craven. You know, it's true. Or uh, Alfred Hitchcock. You know, so if if anybody wants to suck anybody's dick in horror, it's Alfred Hitchcock and Vincent Price, and and the Hammer horror guys. You know, uh, Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing. You got you got to give it to those guys too. Um, I love those guys. I mean, I just as actors and as prolific. No, no, no. I'm a huge fan of that stuff, and and you know, it's it's brilliant and. You know, but, but they all there's a, there's a lot of stuff to me though that that's overrated. Well, you know what the funny thing is? Here's there's a lot of stuff that's overrated. Here's my here's my I'll, I'll go into two things here real quick. All those guys, well, you got Craven, Hooper, uh, Carpenter, Cronenberg, Romero, Cronenberg, Barker, Stephen King. I'll I'll throw him in there. Well, he's um, involved, in of it, course. So. Um, and then you got. The actors in there, you got your Vincent Price, and you got you got Alfred Hitchcock doing his films too, and you got um, you know all those guys. But what is it all built up to now? Not shit. Everything that they've done is still the top shelf, and it'll never be dismantled. And what we have today, it's sad to say, is nothing. Everything we've had from horror has already been done. 
and there hasn't been anything. <clears throat> you know what my favorite stuff is that's out. There hasn't been anything <clears throat> good. Since. Can you can you guess? Do you know what my favorite? Like new? Yeah, the Conjuring stuff. I love it. That stuff's good, but that stuff. No, I mean I love thing, it. You know, I love it. I don't know why. I Those love, guys aren't. I love. I haven't seen the new Annabelle, but I love the two Conjuring movies, no, especially should. the last one. God damn, that movie's yeah. awesome. I should throw in Friedkin too, from Friedkin, whatever. Uh, you got to give Freakin' man. Yeah. You got to give Freakin' man. You got Blatty too yeah. for doing you know three and. I think for the Conjuring, that's more. Your your Kubrick and your. But see, that's one of your boys in a weird way. No. You grew up with the Saw films. That's him. Yeah, it's uh, James Wan. Yeah, and I, I like him. He has dude the Conjuring. Those Conjuring, dude. I love that last Conjuring film. Here's the thing about James Wan. He doesn't display his influences. Everything that he does in his movies are him. Does he have influences? Of course he does. Nobody just... He doesn't really talk yeah. about it, though, which but I think is cool. he doesn't throw it out there. Tarantino, he's not a horror guy, but he's like, yeah, you know, I gotta love my spaghetti westerns. I love that's the shirt I'm getting you right there. Yeah, that's actually pretty awesome. It's Mark Hamill's just a... His eyes making him a serial killer. Um, but he throws his influences <laughs> out there to where you can see it in his movies. Yeah, this is crazy. Um, but I want you in those sweats. Be Mark Hamill for, for Halloween. <laughs> I could do the Blood Rage, too, in those sweats. I just need a different shirt, different sweat. God, he looks nut. Look at him. I'll get a print of him from this movie. He'd be like, really? Out of, you don't want the, the Luke Skywalker? He's like, no, believe me, I want the Luke Skywalker, even though you don't sell him at your table. I'll, I'll take the fucking body bags. That's the shot. Can you sign your bag? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sign your ball sack. Um, but James Wan doesn't display his influences, and you don't see it. He has his own Look, style. I'll, even, I'll even throw... We'll throw him in the mix here, because I want to talk about this a second if you haven't seen it. And I really want to give him credit for this, because it actually impressed me. Um, but I don't know, man. Nothing's really impacted anything. No, I want to I take something I watched recently, and I never saw it. And I want to just tell you how much I really... It actually freaked me out. Like, I actually... I'll give him all the credit in the world for it. <clears throat> and I'm not a fan of this guy normally. But I'm going to pull it up here because I can't remember the name of the damn movie. I think I know the name of it, but I don't want to say it. and sound like an idiot on here. So... But I'm going to give this man all the credit in the world just for this film. Okay. Okay. second I just gotta find his catalog I realize a lot of people a lot of probably of our horror fans out there probably are a big fan of this guy um, and this is a this is he's not new but he's he's there his name's out there and he's very popular and a lot of people know who he is so um, but I want to give him all the credit in the world for this film because I watched it the other night on Hulu and I was like you know what this is fucking good I want to see how old it is okay it's actually from 2015. God, that's weird. Um, Knock Knock by Eli Roth. Somebody asked me about that earlier today if I'd seen it. I loved it. Really? Ken Reeves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That movie's fucking nuts. Is it? It's fucking nuts. And it's original. Guy has a three-way with these two hot sluts mm-hmm. that supposedly his car broke down. Ooh, then they then that. they come back to the house to fucking rob and kill him. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. 
that's another thing, Eli Roth. The only thing you can see that he has influence from is the Italian stuff based on his gore factor. But everything else, he does his own thing. He has his own sense of humor that he brings to the films. And, you know, say what you will about Eli Roth. Do I like all of his movies? Not, not really. I respect the guy. He knows a lot about horror. And he's obviously a big fan of it. But he just doesn't produce... Really, anything that I really like that stands out. Well, let me let me read this to you. Th- this one sticks out for me. I actually, I'm telling you, I I, I dug it. We're near the end. Here. Toby Hooper on the screen. Another John Doe, huh? Ooh, severe trauma in the abdomen, I see. Really? What's your first clue? <laughs> Here, give me that thought. It's a yeah, it's a home invasion film, essentially. But it's um you should check it out. I liked it. Of his movies it's my favorite. It and the first hostel. The second one I didn't really like, but the third one's garbage, but he didn't direct it, but Yeah. But it's another one. If you look at Eli Roth's career, he just sort of... He's not really a horror director. He just touches on horror. I think he's a fan of it, but I think he just kind of touches on it. He kind of plays with it. Do you know what I mean? It's not his... I mean, it's what I know him from, and probably you would refer to him too, but if you look at a lot of his movies, he produced the new Baywatch film with The Rock. So, I mean, I think he's all over the place, but my... Is it over? And there's body bags. But... Which John Carpenter as the coroner absolutely love as the you know the little um, you know the little breaks in between I think that's brilliant. But I'll wrap I'll wrap this. All I'm saying was it's pretty cool. You should check it out. It's it's it was better than Green Inferno. I'll tell you that. Oh, somebody we haven't been mentioning this whole time and I feel really bad about uh, as a horror great is fucking Sam Raimi. Yeah, the the thing with him, man. All he has is Evil Dead. Though. Yeah, because really, I felt, and I've never talked to you about this, I felt betrayed by him when he did the Spider-Man films. Even as big a fan as I am of, of comic book stuff. And then supposedly he went back to that with that one movie, and I thought that movie was a piece of dog shit. Hell. Terrible. It's a terrible film. At least with that he tried to do more slapstick horror stuff, but just didn't work. Didn't work for me. A lot of people like that movie. I don't it was way like too it. slapstick and it was just dumb. Um, but you know, he had the car in it. He had a lot of the stuff in there. But it was just I don't know. But to meet Sam, it's it's those it's those three Evil Dead films. That's, that's it. all you need, though. There's Coroner's uh, Makeup, Rick Baker, Candy Effects. Really, Sam Raimi gets all the credit for, for doing that, bringing the Candy guys. Um, 
out in the open. Yeah, that's huge to have all those effects guys in those movies. Well, Nicotero's made all that global now because he's the most successful one. And honestly, of all those people, you know, definitely the richest. I mean, he's made more money than Tom Savini ever will. Yeah. You know, and even though Tom was his, you know, professor, if you would, his teacher. But I don't know, man. I. I've always been weird about stuff like that, you know, what what certain people were into, uh, maybe I shot away from or, or whatnot, but all the stuff that I brought up tonight, there's a reason for it. I mean, I just, none of the people that I brought up I don't like, except the ones I specifically said I didn't like, but as far as Argento or Romero or, you know, Toby Hooper, Wes Craven, I think all those things are important, but what's interesting to me is I find with all of those gentlemen that have, that have passed away... I can see Toby Hooper not really leaving so much of a legacy besides Texas. I just don't think a lot of people are going to be that remorseful about it. They are in the moment. And Wes Craven, you know, people can say whatever they want about him. Created Freddy. That's huge. He did Hills Have Eyes. He also did. Yeah, but the Freddy thing is huge still. It's, it's huge. It's huge. It was his. It was his meal ticket. Whether people realize, I don't think he needed the scream stuff. No, he didn't. And he made dumb money off that shit. Crazy, stupid money. Mm-hmm. But the, but Freddie. I mean, you know, what's more kind Toby's is Leatherface. His is that. George's is the zombie stuff. I mean, they all have their iconic thing. Where you go to, but everybody, and I just don't get this. Everybody to me always tells me that Argento. Oh, it's Suspiria. It isn't to me. It's just another one of his films. And that's, I guess that's my big problem with all the Italian stuff. I don't have any of that stuff that just sticks out where I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. Because it's not, it's, it's different. It's very different. Here's another horror director that we didn't mention that I think is very important. And I'm not trying to drag this out, but it's important, I think, that I mention him. Um, you sort of touched on this earlier, but... Give me Clive Barker, give me Stuart Gordon, give me Brian Usna. Oh, yeah. Because Stuart Gordon and Brian Usna don't get any fucking credit. They were consistent, too. They did. Gordon, Gordon for just reanimating from beyond. He That's a meal ticket right there to me. And then you got Society, and they did The Dentist, which scared the living dog shit out of me. Arrow's Return putting of that out, by the way. Return of Living Together. Did, I, did you hear me? Oh, oh buying it Arrow's for the scare factor. That yeah. movie scares the shit out of me. Yeah, it's a horrific. Still. And... And I knew it had to be. I, I figured that out with Ken when we were talking to him. I was like, that's a goddamn Usenet movie. Goddamn, that makes sense. And uh, Return of the Living Dead 3 scares the shit out of me, but I love it. And that's, you know, Vestron, of course, and we'll do that one. Uh, but that's a Usenet zombie film. It's amazing. And you can tell by the fucking effects in it. The zombies are rancho nasty. Um, those guys are great because of the serious gore factor. and they, they got a whole different level of black comedy that they add to their horror um, but yeah, everybody asks. Tommy Lee Wallace. I mean, we sit here all day long mention honorable mentions, but I think Clyde Barker for just for just Hellraiser alone. Definitely. I mean, that oh, pin, Pinhead, man. There you go. We're talking about all the mill tickets. That's Pinhead, man. That's a huge, huge character. People know who the hell that is if they've ever watched horror movies. Um, you can also go Tom Holland, too. For Chucky and... Fright Night. You got to give him for Chucky, man. I mean, yeah, Fright Night. Fright Night's huge. That's another. That's another classic. So Tom Holland's up there. As you know, he's doesn't get any credit either. You know, 
you check out uh, Tom Holland's TerrorTime.com, it's a great site. If you want to get some real good horror news every day, uh, Tom Holland's the fucking man, for sure. But it's interesting. You can always have. Love me some Chris Sarandon too. He's the resurrected. Get that shit too. That shit's out. That's it's out, out. Like it's it's going gone. What do you it's mean? The resurrected. What about it? That's coming out. It's, it's already out. going for a lot of money. I guess people already have it. The resurrected. There's like it's a not a special like a, run of it. There's like a steel book of it that's out. Uh, From Scream Factory? No, it's Region B, I think. Well, I think of it. About to say that Scream Factory's putting no, that one's out. coming out late in September. They're putting it down. Whatever. But that, that movie's really good, too. Isn't that one Fred Decker? Maybe, I don't know. All I care that he did was Monster Squad. I give a shit about the rest of his career, but um, a lot of uh, a lot of horror directors, I think, uh, you know, they they come in waves and they go in waves and they, you know, they push themselves creatively to the limit. And and I, and I realize that John Carpenter's done that at this point, but to me, his catalog is so precious to me. It's just it's just. Yeah, from Assault on Precinct 13 to fucking Halloween, fucking, you know, I'm I'm a, I don't know, man. Christine, every time it's on, I watch it. Um, it's just so good. I love that movie, um, and I gotta be in a mood. You know, they're they're great because they're all different types of moods uh, for me. But uh, anyway, black. Honorable mention. Gotta give it to our boy Don, too. Just for the fans. Man, Don Coscarelli is fucking fantastic. awesome. And even, even if he just gave us the first Phantasm, and that's it. Still awesome. Well, I mean, that's what I... Huge contribution. I mean, he's done other stuff, but I, that's that's his that's his jam, man. That shit's awesome. I love that shit. But the, It's huge. It's and, all a matter of what you guys can appreciate, but I think... And it goes with metal too. There's elitists in both categories, and I think. The yeah, the cool thing, the phantasm stuff hasn't really been ruined. There's people that think they know that stuff, but the more I talk to people that claim to like those movies, they don't know a goddamn thing about it. You know them. why? It's because it's, too, it's an intellectual horror movie. People I love it. it. Man. Like, I don't a, get that. I'm a huge fan of it. I think it's fucking no, sick. Man, this is and our, and honestly, and and you know, realistically, give give me. Give me those any day too over a lot of these other people's no, stuff. No. It's like. Where's the thing? Everybody's going to have their own picky little thing. It's weird, though, being me being Canadian, that I don't like more of the foreign horror stuff, but I really don't. I think I wasn't raised on it. I was raised on the American stuff, you know, and, I, and that's why that's why I'm always that's why I'm that's why I'm always going to go. Oh, I like it. I obviously I own some of because it because I'm a war Christ. I like but, that stuff. But I but and as far as Argento, it's like, do I respect the guy? Yes. Do I love Suspiria? Can you name my favorite foreign horror film? Out of all of them, it's not a famous director. He's known, but it's not. Yeah, it's it's easy. There's well, there's two, but there's there, there's the one big one. This was supposed to come out this year on Blu-ray, and it's never shown a lot of day. But the Church is my favorite foreign. Oh yeah, Italian horror film. Uh, my second one is. Uh, well, you like Baba? You like Mario? Baba. I love Cemetery yeah, Man. That movie's Baba. fucking awesome. I got that. That's a good one, and I and I'm a big fan of the first Demons movie. Um, uh, 
that, that's that's which, you know you, it's more my thing, and it, it doesn't have the hipster have, music in it. It doesn't have the fucking you know. But you have those guys in the Italian horror scene that are just as big, you know, to what we know as Romero and Carpenter and all that. Sure, over there is, you know. Um, you know, Ruggiero, no, I do. Not, look, no, I do like Mario Bava. Right. I really do. Mario Bava's the big dog, and you got um, Ruggiero who did Cannibal Holocaust, and you got I've got that. Um, oh, I've got all that shit. Um, you know, Fulci and Argento. But it's one of those things. It's more for me for collect. I never watch that stuff, yeah. except for my DVDs that I, still, I do watch the Church, and I do watch Cemetery Man, and I do watch. Here's fucking, what I get out of out of Italian horror that I like about it, and what differs. That's my favorite Fulci movie right there. Is the, oh, it's nasty. Or the, there. Nasty. Um, here's what separates it. Or Argento from the rest of the Italian stuff. I'm not even saying it's better. I'm just saying that's what makes him different. It's too artsy. Yeah, all the other horror guys and the Italian horror shit. They're very, all their stuff is very raw. And it seems really real the way they film it. So it's believable, and the gore looks good. It's very practical. It's not over the top to where it's like that's stupid. It's the only thing wrong with it. It's a slow pace. A lot of the time, the soundtrack's really weird. These uh, American actors and the dub look stupid, you know. But it's it's campy in its own way. The way '80s horror in the U.S. was just cheesy because they picked, you know, 35 year old people to play 18 year olds, and it's just like cheeseball humor. But in, a, in Italy, it was just like... The way it was shot is what made it campy and goofy. But it worked in its own way. Whereas Argento was like... The Spielberg of the Italian horror. Where he just made it like... Tried to be Kubrick and all this. I guess in Italy, that makes... <coughs> in Italy, it works for him. But in here, for me, it doesn't... Like... I get what he does. I do. I, I like Tenebrae... Because it's a slasher, and don't he's do it. and he's getting you know. Don't do it. Don't attack me. Women are don't getting. Don't do it. Don't do it, can't. She's trying to. Attack she's not going to do anything. You ain't looking at her right now. She's about to do that. Come here, Satan. She's fine. Um. Yeah, Tenebrae is beautiful women getting hacked up, and that's great. For uh. Something like Suspiria, it's just a different movie. It's more of like a story-driven thing where it's like suspense, and it's a, it's about witches, you know. And Don't it's, do it. I'm watching you. It gets crazy. But it's one of those things where you have to either appreciate it but do you it. don't like it, or you just flat out don't like it, you know. She's playing a game with me. Anyway. She's safe. <coughs> It's not that I don't. I just, I think, to me, there's, I never, uh, I don't know. It, it there, It's that stuff from my childhood. It either worked or it didn't, and, and there's no going back to that now, you know. No, that's not. It's like, and, and I'm going to go ahead and do this. I wasn't going to do it, but it's just like me trying to watch that hatchet film the other day. I can't do it. It's just yeah. not, it was a new metal foot long. I can't do it. Either works or it doesn't. <clears throat> it doesn't work. For and that me. thing with Suspiria, that's the it's thing. not him or the makeup or the, the whole story. But honestly, it, you know, he he talks on that documentary of that movie how he wrote that film when when he was a kid. It's like yeah, it's obvious because it's fucking stupid. Yeah, 
you obviously did write this as a kid because you're a fucking dumbass. <laughs> you know, and that has nothing to do with anybody in it. It just has to do with, you know, it's a piss poor written story of a movie that got way too much attention. Yeah. Um, it's like, and everybody's like, it's so, it's just, it's just so, it's like, oh, it's like, oh, ooh, I'm so fucking scared. It's just, it's fucking dumb. It's hard to please. But it brought me because I remember being like your brother's to be like, my fucking extreme. It's like, yeah. this is dumb is what this is. Well, this is my opinion on the whole thing. I'll wrap this up here. Um, it's really hard to live up to the golden age of horror that just happened like 20 years ago. It's really hard to do. Like, you really can't. No. And Matt Olivo said it best. If you're not old school, you can't make old school. And people try no. really hard now, and they can't. Because <clears throat> fans are trying to make movies for fans. Instead of just making a fucking movie. And it's really hard to do. It's the same thing with death metal. You know, granted, there's a lot more good death metal bands putting out stuff now than there is horror filmmakers putting out good <laughs> horror movies. Yeah. Just Which is why movie. we're mainly a death metal podcast. Yeah. But the other <clears throat> thing is... It's weird that there's not other horror movies that are just good. Like what we just watched, this is a fucking turd. This yeah, is but it's entertaining at least. No, it fit for it's per it's brilliant for what we were putting it for. But this is fucking garbage. You know, it's yeah. like it's the like the butt crack of his fucking catalog. Yeah, but you know, it's fun. You know, give me give me any of the other stuff. Oh yeah, it, it's it's a fun movie. It's better than the stuff going on now. Um, totally agree. you got a good yeah. cast and it's, I mean, it's a TV movie yeah and it, it feels like one but it's a good one um, but you know the, the the stuff now just doesn't even it just doesn't make any sense but even guys like Wes Craven when they were when he was still alive and stuff like that they weren't making good shit anymore no horror's just I mean I, I mean I did you ever to see it. Toby Hooper's Mortuary Oh my god! I always thought or John was, Carpenter's The Ward. Yeah, I always thought it was the other mortuary, and then when I put it in, I was like, "God damn it! This is that Toby Hooper piece of shit." You know, it's not that good one, but, but fucking Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton? No, of course not. That's not what I meant. But yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Every time I pick it up, I was like, "Ooh, this is that movie." Like, this is that fucking Toby Hooper thing. You know, um, they really pushed it, and it didn't go anything. But even then, you know, even John <clears throat> Carpenter, even Coscarelli, that John does at the end. See, it's not. It's that one's based on a it's fucking dog shit. Yeah, compared to his, his <laughs> the other stuff, give me give me anything. Although I do find it weird that he didn't do Phantasm Five, that he passed that off to somebody, and then some fan hack wrote the fucking. I mean, seriously. Yeah. I mean, I still like the movie. It's just, but it's still just kind of like really. Yeah. It's like why why the hell didn't you do this? But you'll direct that piece of dog shit for that ma- that. Magnet Canadian yeah. film turd. It's like really, <laughs> but that stuff's know, all like direct to Netflix and fucking Redbox garbage. A lot of people think that <clears throat> the horror now, the good stuff is in indie filmmaking. I don't have time for that. I'm, the horror I like, I can watch a million times. I don't even need new stuff. That's the way I see it. It's just like death metal. I don't need any new bands coming out. I, I like I like the bands that have been around that still write music. I like. Cannibal Corpse, and I like fucking, you know, I can listen to all the death records a million times, and Morbid Angel a million times, and Mortician a million times. I don't need any of this new shit. Suffocation, you know, still making good shit. <laughs> Emulation's new record was nasty. Um, I don't I don't need new stuff. 
And same thing with horror movies. Why do you think they're putting all this <coughs> shit back out on Blu-ray? Because they know that it's fucking dead and there's not any good new movies coming out. It's all the old It's shit. sad, really, it to is. think about the but state at the same of it, time, but... it's fine with me. Because I don't... I don't no, need we're some... keeping it alive. What, what's new that's going to come out where I'm like, whoa, yeah. It's like, you know, the new It. It'll probably be pretty good, you know, and... Kind, I think it looks fucking terrible, yeah. to be honest with you. I've tried to promote it on the page and stuff for people, right. and you know, I don't know. It's we got shafted those, by that actor. And it's one whatever. of those things where I think it'll be good if you watch it. You know, the previews kind of just make it seem like, and then when you go watch it, it's like you know, I actually had some some substance to it. Um, but you know, the, the Conjuring movies are great when those come out. Those are actually a saving grace. But those are more supernatural horror. It's not they like. Are. Reminds me of The Exorcist. Yeah. Kind of shit. Slashers are kind of dead just because... It's all about, you know... Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. To go back to that that first Hatchet film, it boasts real American horror. Well, everything is... It's like American slasher horror. It's like, this looks like you shot this on a set of a WB show like fucking Dawson's Creek. And here's the other problem. It does. It's like this super pro shot, like... Well, here's the other problem with it. Everything, the way that modernization works now, it's too polished. It looks too much like a like an MTV film shoot, like where everything is like a million HD, and it just looks right. too, too real. Like it's like right. But this is the problem with every horror movie that's come out in the last like 15 years that had any chance of being good. Is they turn they, it's too much of a comedy. Because instead of replicating the the cheese ball stuff that they had in the eighties, because humor's changed with like modern modern comedy changed with modern horror, and it's like this just bullshit insult humor, and it's 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 boring. It's like this tween humor, and that's they focus way too much on the comedy because well, they can't they can't make something cheesy. They have to make it funny. When I'm having to sit there to force myself to watch it, it's not good. It's not worth it. You just it's not be like good. fuck it. I can't do this. I've yeah. done it. Just like I can't do it. We'll do it live. And I wa- and I watched. <clears throat> don't breathe. And I watched. It no, follows. Don't fart. No, but I mean, I watched those because everybody's making these big deal about them. I don't get it. <clears throat> if you can't fight a blind man in a house with the power out, you've got a problem. It's also not scary. It's like, well, why don't you just get the fuck out? It's like he's got a gun. He's got stuff. It's just stupid. Um, do I like <clears throat> the collector and the collection? Those are great movies. It's a their mix of slashers. They're original. They're kind of like the Saw movies, but they did Saw better and made it into an actual slasher I mean, look, movie. Like, <clears throat> I think you would like that knock knock. I'm telling you, it's good. Yeah, we'll check. It movie's two years old, but it's like, but it's cool. But but it's one of those things where it's like not to say there is no good horror movies, but blah, 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 I'm like, I'm not it's just different. Yeah, I don't like the different though. I don't either. I like the '80s stuff because I had and, and the early '90s stuff because they had style to them. And they were real filmmakers making them. They weren't these over-inspired, like, fucking burnouts. Well, and, and let's be honest, that Phantasm box set, I'm never going to watch part five again. No, but I'm glad it's in there. I'm going to watch I'm gonna watch one through three Fuck and yeah. four occasionally. Yeah, four. But, you know, because I like four. Mm-hmm. But, <clears throat> you know, it's just one of those things where it's just like, I'm like, eh, no, I'm good. I'll admit, I'm kind of an elitist dick with what I like and I like 80s stuff. We both are, and it's, you know... I like my death metal the way it was, and I like the horror movies the way they were, and it's they can't really replicate it. And that's why they're starting to re-release all these CDs on vinyl again and all this stuff. You know why? Because people, they know that 
it's a dead market for both things, and we can still keep watching the shit we were watching and have a good time with it. So. Yeah. You know, live and let die. I had fun talking about all this. It was interesting, and hopefully people don't get too winded listening to it. But a lot of good perspective. On <clears> it. You guys need to be free thinkers. I, you know, in this society, especially now with the way the country's going, the world's going. Um, have respect for yourself and dignity to really think about what you like and what you don't like. Don't lead the, you know, don't follow the pack. Lead the pack. Yeah. And. Don't just say, "Oh, I gotta like everything Toby Hooper ever made, otherwise I'm an asshole." Fuck that. That's not. That doesn't make any sense. You like what you like based on what you've seen. If you think the Poltergeist is a fucking turd, then it's a fucking turd to you. You know, is it a coveted movie that made a lot of money? Yeah, but do you have to like it? No, you don't have to like it. You don't have to well, like I mean, Metallica it's Master <clears throat> of Puppets, and you don't have to like the Poltergeist. You can like anything you want. You can like whatever the fuck you want. You can like. You can have Saint Anger by Metallica be your favorite Metallica record. You think that's better than any of their other albums ever made. Are you an idiot? Yes. But that's my point, is that you have your own opinion about it. <clears throat> well, we try to share stuff on here, I think, with people, and hopefully they... <clears throat> I mean, a lot of my stuff may seem abrasive. I'm just trying to get people to think and learn about this stuff. Because a lot of people don't know about, enough about this stuff. In this day and age, you have to be a free thinker. <clears throat> you can't be following under the thought of somebody else. And... If you're reading Bloody Disgusting all day long and following their opinions on what has to be this top ten list of essential horror that you have to like, otherwise... I know, and who the hell appointed them the fucking chief and commander? Or any of that stuff. It's like, you're not a... Well, no, I mean, I don't don't mind sharing stuff from, like, Rue Morgue and fucking... Well, look, you're not not a poser just because you don't agree with their exact top ten list. Or whorehound. I I like that stuff, you know, but I... It's it's you don't need an fangorious kind of yeah. cheat, but you know whatever. But that bloody disgusting thing, I don't know what about it. It's just so arrogant, and so it's like well, God, how many beard is. IPA mastodon things did you do this weekend? You know, it's just you know, <clears throat> just make your own list and follow your own thing. If you want to follow it the way what we have to say, cool. I'm glad you agree with us, but we're not asking you to. We're we're stating our opinions about things, and you can. Either take it or leave it and make your own. We'd prefer you make your own because only you can really enjoy what you're watching and listening to, and we can't do anything about that. So, with that being said, we want to present our uh, two amazing guests the doctor had on, Trevor and Brian from the Black Dahlia Murder. Uh, you can get their new record, Nightbringers, via Metal Blade Records, October 6th. Um, couple tracks online you can go check out right now that's on their YouTube page and I think it's on their SoundCloud as well Um, so give that a listen for these guys and uh, from what the doctor has told me what I've heard of the interview uh, very pleasurable experience as far as the interview end went and uh, very short yeah very short unfortunately but uh, hopefully we'll have those guys on maybe watch something do something crazy next time Uh, always fun talking to these guys so hopefully you all enjoy the interview and uh, hopefully you guys watch the film with us and enjoy body bags and if not pick up your copy from Screen Factory or FYE or Best Buy Uh, you can still get this it's not not gone probably won't be because nobody likes it Um, but I think it's great it's John Carpenter and Toby Hooper doing their own version of Creep Show kind of tells (laughs) them which is cool you got Stephen King and George Romero on one end, and you got the other two. You got Toby Hooper and John Carpenter on the other end. I, 
Yeah, that is with the hair. That's Greg Nicotero. It is, yeah. There's all kinds of Did you catch that just then? I had just now. Yeah. When it lifts That's the only scene like, he's in, too, is just that part where he's walking the dog like, Ugh. He looks like Jens and that you know, wheelchair fucker in that part. A lot of cameos in this. Sam Raimi's in this. and uh, I just caught that that's who that was. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's got a great cast. Uh, very fun film for a very fun couple of dudes. So shout out to Trevor and Brian again for doing that for us. And, uh, yeah, we will now bring you the interview with the doctor and Trevor and Brian of Black Dahlia Murder. And from the doctor and I here at Phantasm, stay fucking gory. Dr. Vincent West with the Phantasm Podcast, and I'm here with one of my favorite bands today. We're here with Brian and Trevor from Black Dahlia Murder. How you guys doing? Good, man. Thanks for having us today. This I feel awesome. good. Thanks for asking. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> We're doing okay. Doing all right. Excellent. All right. So you guys are the headliner of the Summer Slaughter Tour. How's that going so far? Oh, good, man. Uh, got a pretty solid lineup here. Um, definitely love being with Dying Fetus. Um, their new album is amazing. This is like their greatest era. Then we're you know getting to see right. it and stuff. So very cool in that way. Origin I really like a lot too. Lorna Shore is cool. It's a good day, man. It's a lot of good bands. It's awesome. A lot of snare hits. Many snare hits. Some breakdowns. Some solos. Some keyboards. The whole nine yards. <laughs> a lot of hair. A lot of hair. That's good. A lot of moves. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, so. You guys have a new album coming out. Yes. Can you talk about that a little bit for us? Yeah, sure, man. It's called Nightbringers. It's coming out October 6th. That's right. On Metal Blade Records. It's our eighth album. It's red. Uh, (laughs) We got pre-orders for sale now at the shows in person, and you can be amongst the first people. The sounds are terrifying and diabolical. Yes. You will die listening to it. (laughs) I love the last record. I thought it was the artwork and just everything was a total well, thanks, package. Man. Yeah, it's great. Thanks, I appreciate um, that. And I saw you guys. We actually both of us. We saw you last year with Napalm Death. Was the last time we saw. Cool, you. cool. And that was good killer bill. That was fun. Uh, got to talk with Shane that night. So that was, he's become a good friend. So this is awesome. And yeah, have Shane's you guys a, on. Shane's a cool guy, man, for sure. Yeah, we went and saw him with uh, uh, and That was crazy. Nice. That was nice. a crazy show. So. Um, so you guys have a lot of tour plans, I'm assuming, with the new album coming out. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're just getting started, man, pretty much. on Two years of uh, madness, I'm sure. <laughs> Around the time this tour closes up, we'll be announcing some stuff. So get it's out and play some new songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, another U.S. tour So for um, October. Well, that's cool. It's always... I mean, you guys tour so much, and then when you do... Because I, I got to see you with Carcass, too, a few years ago, so that was really that, cool. That was the highlight of my life, probably. I mean, that was one of the coolest things you'd ever gotten to do. So, Well, you know, that, that Napalm Death show I was talking about at Masquerade, that, I think that was the last metal show. Oh, uh, that's crazy, yeah. 
Uh, we'll be going to the new one tomorrow, I guess. Checking yep. out the new one. Never Have you guys not been there yet? No, no. no. It'll be you know, time. it's actually pretty cool. The first, we went and saw some stuff there last year, and then it's just kind of become. It's I don't know. I really like it. Hell's a lot bigger than it was, and then Heaven's really nice. It's a lot. I mean, it's not the same. Well, it has, I like the, same, the, has the same floors and stuff. That's cool. Yeah, but it's all spread out. Like, if you've ever been in the Underground Mall Atlanta, that's pretty much what it is. Okay. It's at the bottom of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The one that's in the train station and yes. stuff? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's down in Where the... they got that awesome fried chicken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's pretty cool. I like it. It's... It's bizarre because I think most of the stuff, like the, it's like going into a haunted house because like the, all the top level, all the stuff's out of business, and you just go to the bottom and all that stuff's open. So it's kind of cool. I think uh, you dig it. It's pretty awesome. It. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Nightbringers. Um, did well, you, you want to know, man? Who did you guys use to produce the album? Well, we produced the album, but uh, uh, we uh, we did a fair amount of tracking with uh, Ryan Lee Williams and Joe Sincata and uh, it was mixed by uh, Jacob Hansen cool. out of Denmark nice. sounds pretty killer, he did a great job with it yeah it was nice to have that uh, European touch I guess you know, because we were definitely highly Scandinavian sounding you know what I mean, oh, so sure, it was cool sure. to go to Europe with it for once it's and, awesome. uh, I think it definitely worked out the the last album, one of the things that I liked was it, it felt like to me, you guys, I don't know, because the, the uh, Unhollowed was my favorite record, and I loved it. I just, I love that record. I don't know why. It's just with the time that I heard it, and I really enjoyed it. And then it was like a progression, like every record, and some get into more than others, but it's like, it's such a varied catalog, but it's still, it's still you guys on every record. And it's, I... I'm excited to hear the new one because I, I have no idea what's in store for me. So it's always interesting to hear what you guys do with every record. Well, thanks, man. I mean, that's definitely a goal to be uh, recognizable from album to album. You know what I mean? But uh, also um, to, to do new things, too. I think this album has the most new ideas, the most uh, variety song to song. And uh, I don't know. I think it's really exciting stuff. When I heard it, I was damn excited to write on it also. now on the Facebook page is that a teaser of the artwork the new yes that's uh, the bottom right corner of it um, we have we're dropping a banner tonight that'll be behind us during that during the new song nice give, give people their first glimpse of it and uh, the pre-orders you can pick up now have the artwork on them too the pre-orders that are, it's like a laminate that you'll buy at the merch table oh that's awesome so you can pick up the new album get it get it pre-ordered early and yeah, get a yeah. laminate and everything that's, that's cool. cool that's awesome well, so, you know, it's, it's a good it was a good idea to get get more physical copies in people's hands. You know what I mean? It's hard to do these days. So sure, if we can stand at the table and make puppy dog eyes at him, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. That's that's really cool. Um, and we'll kind of jump into this here. We also do horror stuff on this podcast. Um, I have to ask you guys this because I'm a I'm a big fan of this game, even though it, it sucked because I got I got blown off by the creators. I wanted to have them on the podcast, but have you played the Friday the Thirteenth game? Um, no, I've watched a bunch of demos of it and stuff. I thought it looked really cool. It's fucking fun. It's it's very addictive, and it's the only thing with it is the fucking team killing, and it kind of ruins it. People get on there and just 
if you're running with like a boat part to escape someone just mow you away with a, blow you away with a shotgun or hack you up for no reason I wish they would take the team killing out oh, it, it kind of ruins it because yeah. it's like it's like remember we're supposed to be working together to get yeah. the hell out of this that's it's like counsel- it wasn't count- yeah it wasn't counselor on counselor but but yeah um, I mean you can play either side though right you can be uh, yeah you can be Jason and, and I have more fun playing as a camper honestly because it's like the Jason thing unless you're good at it it's really convoluted trying to use him it's like because it's people have been playing it so long now they'll just run immediately and get off the stage it's like it's 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 if you can play as jason i've played against some that were just really good it's like especially if it's either part eight or part nine jason you can forget it if they catch you the kills in it are great tom savini helped direct uh, do some of the like help them with the kills in it there's like stuff where you, he'll put you in the fireplace and burn your face off and yeah. stick your head in the door and smash it to death and it's pretty yeah. cool you should check it out it's actually it's fun it's, i will for sure yeah it's really cool um first horror movie you guys saw that you were like fuck yeah when you were a kid oh man first horror movie I ever saw I think was The Birds and my parents showed it to me nice and um yeah it scared the shit out of me for sure classic I don't think I knew at that point that I was gonna be like into horror that came pretty shortly after but uh at that time I was pretty scared of it for sure Your vid, man, the one video is like creep show page for page. It's beautiful. That it's so awesome. I watched. Favorite. Yeah, that's that, awesome. That, that came was, out really cool, man. What was your first horror movie? First horror movie that scared the shit out of me. Uh, the folks went out for the night, and I told the babysitter we were allowed to watch the VHS that was in the cabinet. Mark Night of Living Dead, nineteen sixty-eight. And it didn't go so hot. <laughs> it, was, it was a long that, night. That was one of the first ones I ever saw, too, man. And uh, I had this uh, friend down the street, Mark, and his parents were didn't care what we watched, you know what I mean? Like, where my parents would have fucking rained on the parade. So, and he had Night of the Living Dead. He had the first Friday, first uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nice. Um, Today's Wes Craven's birthday, too. Really? That we're doing this, yeah. And... Um, yeah, we used to just watch them over and over and over. And sometimes Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. <laughs> hey, that's cool. <laughs> that's a scary one. <laughs> we played some of that the other day. I showed Brandon because he had no idea it existed. and He was blowing his mind. And we were playing the uh, Sega game, too. Oh, yeah, that game was fun. <laughs> yeah, you're just walking around grabbing your balls and going, Oh, oh, oh. Sick. That's crazy. <laughs> The It movie looks kind of cool that's coming out. I, I hope haven't it seen is. anything about it. I've heard people talking about it, and I'm willing to check it out since I love it so much. I hope it's cool. It looks kind of cool. Man, fuck spiders. <laughs> fuck big spiders. <laughs> that's your surprise fucking at the end of the movie. That's what's so goddamn scary. You went from clown to big spider. That's like shit. <laughs> that spider better look fucking tits this time, guys. I don't know what's making I wonder if they'll do... I don't know. Well, you know what's... The movie started out as a PG-13 ring. They bumped it up to R, so I have hope for yeah, it. Yeah, see, see, to me... A horror movie that's put out as PG-13 now just says, like, something went wrong here, guys. Totally agree with you. What went wrong? Yep. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> Have you seen that? There's a Leatherface movie that's going, like, direct to video or whatever that comes out sometime in October. That could be cool. I don't know. It's it, If you watch the trailer, it's it sounded cool to me, and then I watched the trailer, and it's like... The Sawyer family was never together in a fucking... They're over-explaining it. Like, they're they're all in, like, a mental institution. It's like, what? 
it's like you're over explaining it it's like I don't know I don't know I mean it, maybe it's maybe being cool I'll watch it but I don't know it's kind of weird you, you start said it man stuff. you'll watch it I'll watch it yeah yeah check it out I, I somehow saw the second one first when I was a kid okay but we used to watch it a lot it's a good one Oh, it's great. Dennis Hopper's fucking hilarious. Yeah, dude. He's freaking out, like, sawing through all the uh, and stuff. <laughs> that, the, the old dude at the, at the, uh, at the chainsaw store where he's just like, oh, my eighth yeah, banana. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> practicing on that log and shit. Yeah, it's awesome. Like a psychopath. Yeah, it's oh, great. My. <laughs> Lots of fun. Yeah, the... I don't know. There's all these newer horror movies I can't... I know there's a new... There's a Jigsaw that... It's like a Saw prequel that's coming out. I've, you know, I've never watched any of those movies. Me neither. So. I've never seen them. I just never... It looks... To me, it just looks painfully new metal. <laughs> I totally agree with that. That's a perfect description <laughs> of that. kind of how they marketed it, too. Oh, yeah, it totally I was. Uh, I watched the first one, and I, I, I gotta say, I, I was highly entertained... Uh, Kerry Ells, is that how you say his name? Yeah, the man, the man just, in tights, dude. Yeah, he's just That's so Wesley. amazing as a bad actor. Uh, is <laughs> it was great. Um, and there's there's a lot of cringeworthy stuff in those movies. I, I don't know if it's necessarily horror to me, but uh, I think I saw some of the second one, and then a couple of years later, I found out there was a bunch more, and I was like, no, I can't. I can't do this. I don't need to know the legacy yeah. of Jigsaw. My I, my mom likes them. Really? Uh-huh. My co- my other co-host Corey that does this with me. He's a big fan of it. I mean, he's younger. I don't know. I never could get. I just never. I just shot away from it. I don't know. I wasn't. I was like, uh, I don't. Maybe they're good. I don't know. It's like the Hostel movies. I couldn't get into that either. I thought it, I saw the first one. I thought it was okay. I mean, it's super gory. It's like Final Destination too. It's just like. You know, you have a whole movie, you know, an hour and a half where you just spend, you know, five different times of, you know, just cringing like, oh, oh, this is gonna happen. Oh, this is gonna happen. Oh, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's some of those were pretty fucked up. That one, I don't remember which one it was. The one where the, they're on the interstate and all that shit happens. That the logging yeah. truck, fucking the chains come apart yeah. or whatever, and logs. That was pretty crazy. Down. Fucking pancake and pizza. <laughs> yeah, Dude, the, Part two. The, Part big, the big glass pane that fell and like just turned someone into jelly. Remember that one? It's like this from a, a skyscraper or something. Pretty cool. Oh, the first movie that I saw that when I was a kid was The Exorcist, and that, it's still it's one of those. Oh, that, I can't watch it by myself. It sounds Dude, dumb. That's awesome. We uh, it's still went to see it at this like old theater in Birmingham, Michigan. When it came back, when they put in the extra footage or whatever. Yeah. Several years back, but that was cool. It's a great movie. You know, they put the the stairs are now a national monument there. They were going to tear them down. They actually turned the stairs. If you go there, I haven't. I've seen only seen it online. I haven't been That's there. That's cool. Y'all should do band photos there. That would be fucking sick. <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. I wonder if anyone's actually thrown themselves down the stairs. <laughs> I wonder if people trying to crab walk down the stairs. Well, you know, it's weird that I didn't know. I was watching a documentary recently on one of my Blu-rays from that first film, and I didn't realize that the the main priest in it... Well, first of all, there were several real priests in that film, which I didn't know. And then the main priest, his son, is the guy that was Michael in Lost Boys, Jason Patrick. That was his dad. The main priest that comes out the window. Yeah. 
It's just fucked up. I don't know. I'm a Lost Boys fan. That was kind of cool. This is weird. Yeah, Lost Boys is awesome. 30 years old yesterday. Really? It was in the theater. Yep. Kind of cool. Makes me feel fucking old. We made it. (laughs) (laughs) And hopefully it won't ever get remade. the 40th anniversary. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to cut my hair like Kiefer Sutherland's hair in my movies. You know, funny story. A dangly he's, earring, too. He got to figure out a box of fucking rice at all times and some chopsticks. <laughs> he played here like two years ago. And my friends were like, come down there, dude. We're going to get him to sign Lost Boy show. I was like, he's not going to fucking do that. They came back and had Lost Boy shit signed. So. Uh-huh. They sat through his Americana show to get him to sign Lost Boy shit. And he did. They bought him a bunch of beer and he signed their Lost Boy shit. So I was like, oh, right that's on. cool. But, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I watched a uh, YouTube clip of you talking about horror stuff, and I thought it was really cool. Some of your movies are some of my favorite. Creep Show. Creep Show. Uh, Beyond the Darkness. I've never seen that. Yeah, I'm gonna that have to find that. Mental man. It's sick. I'm gonna have to see that. You know, it's it's old, and it's you know boring at times, like some of those old movies can be. Sure. But the gore's tremendous. There's uh, the main character like embalms his lady friend at home because he's like a like taxidermy is his hobby and uh, it, it pulls no punches in, in, that, in those scenes man it's brutal and that's the part where uh, a girl gets her fingernails ripped out one by one with like pliers yeah <sighs> brutal it's awesome I'm gonna have to watch that because you mentioned I was like I thought I knew about every horror movie I'd never heard of that so. oh, that was good dude yeah it sounds awesome yeah. I guess my favorite, like if they made me pick one, Reanimator is still probably my favorite. Yeah, that's great. Movie's fucking sick. That's where I took my name from. I took it from Vincent West. I took Vincent Price and Herbert West. So just threw it together. My two favorite. Love the thing. Yeah, man. Sporting that's today. Yeah, John. His man. He's his catalog to me is it's styled up until a point. It's like every movie is like. You know, and the scores and just everything. Like Christine. Christine's one of my favorites. I love that movie. Of course, First Halloween and fucking The Fog and They Live. I love They Live. I can watch that movie every day. That's one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. Oh, it's so great. That blew my mind when I was in like second grade when I saw that. Oh, it's great. That movie's (laughs) so much political commentary in it, too. Oh, it's it's fucking great. Well, guys, I can't thank you enough for doing this. It's fucking awesome. All right, and thanks for having us. Um, It's been fun. Yeah. Hey, this is Trevor Sternat from The Black Dahlia Murder, and you're listening to The Phantasm Podcast. This is Brian from The Black Dahlia Murder. You're listening to The Phantasm Podcast. You know it. from Phantasm. In a time of fear and suspicion, you choose to admit your crimes before man and God? His coming was foretold. Now, he is 
begins here. You know the signs. You are bewitched. He has the face of an angel. Channel me a spirit. The charm of the devil. Hear me when I say he's evil. Evil absolute. And the powers of a god. <laughs> Satan also has one son. Well, you're the first to have laid eyes upon the new Messiah. Now, an enemy from his past. Who appointed you executioner? And a girl from the present. Do you know what he's capable of? Next time, he's going to kill me. I'll not let him harm you are the only hope for the future. This is the terrifying adventure that could set the world on fire. Warlock. Every year, hundreds of young people travel the country and disappear. God help those who get caught in the tourist trap. <laughs> tourist trap, where beautiful young people looking for excitement are tricked, terrorized, suspense that makes this the nightmare that never ends. Something crazy is going on at the tourist trap. flares. Did you give her the pills like I told you? No. Maybe it's not a nightmare after all. There's nothing up here. Are they really alone or is there an unwelcome guest?
is it the fear we all have when we're alone in the dark? And if it's only a nightmare, why is everybody dead? Prepare yourself, because you will never want to be alone again. Prepare yourself for the Slayer. Something in the streets. Something in the shadows. Something in the dark. That kills. You're trying to tell me two kids did this? It's just kind of statement from an eyewitness that said saw the kids attack them. Oh, thank God it's you. The head was unstable and there was a deceleration injury. You think a cop did this? Why not? You automatically assume that it was a police officer instead of some lunatic son of a bitch dressed up like a cop. He didn't kill the girl. <laughs> he wanted a witness. He'll kill again. He enjoys killing. <laughs> he strikes without cause. <laughs> without mercy. Who's he killing? Who's yours? Yes, sir. Help me! Please. Innocent people. Maniac cop? He may be getting information from inside the department. That means he is one of us. When the killer is a cop, there's danger in every badge. You're not gonna get me. Suspicion in every uniform. Since when is my personal life any of your business? Since your wife was found dead in a motel room. When a cop turns killer, no one is safe. You see a cop, you crossed to the other side of the street. He'll find you wherever you are. Bye, squad. He'll destroy you, whoever you are. Broke out of your cell, you killed them all. It wasn't me, it was somebody else. I didn't do any of this. Now they think they got the guilty man, so you'll be free to get to the mayor and the commissioner. Reason cannot stop him. Bullets cannot kill him. This is one maniac you'll have to face alone or die. The choice is yours. You can fight him. Remain silent forever. Starring Bruce Campbell from Evil Dead, Maniac Cop. Good evening, all my leg shoppers. It's closing time. Star will be closing in 15 minutes. But the night crew still has work to do. Because there's one last customer who isn't satisfied. No, this creep keeps calling you. He's driving us nuts. Leave me alone. He wants to slash their prices. Who's there? He wants to cut their inventory. You're crazy. He wants to chop until they all drop. I saw him kill Linda. And now, he's turning their retail store. There's gonna be one more killing here tonight. Into a wholesale slaughterhouse. From the producers of Evil Dead 2 and Pulp Fiction comes a new chapter in terror. Bruce Campbell, Ted Raimi, Renee Estevez, and Sam Raimi in Intruder, A New Dimension in Terror. I'm just crazy about this story.